fired up. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo! had the Maybe. football. Yeah. Coffin now. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. Welcome Jesus again. That gave me chills, man. That gave me chills. Like, I don't think I'd heard the Dan Horde call on that. So, that's crazy. Well done. Well done. Uh, Welcome back to Pardon Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith, joined as always by the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall, along with Jeff Howell and special guest Bengalorian, because your Cincinnati Bengals, for the first time since 1988, season actually 1989 was the last time they were actually in the game but the cincinnati bengals are headed as you heard dan horde say to super bowl 56 i'm still waking up i mean today's tuesday and i'm still waking up in complete and utter disbelief each of the last two mornings like what the hell the bengals are in the super bowl so bengo i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it to you first you you watched the game. Uh, you weren't able to make this one, correct? So that that one that one probably hurt a little bit that you weren't able to make it. But you've made it to a lot of games this year. You took in the game as the rest of us did, watching it. And what were your thoughts when you see again Evan McPherson do the damn thing? It's it was disbelief. Like I I just like. And I, not not disbelief in a sense that I didn't believe the team, but just like, like, did it go through? Like, did that go through? Everyone in my house was looking around at each other like, is it real? Like, did this happen? Are we dreaming? And uh, then they made the call and my house exploded. So it, it was it was unbelievable, man. Jeff, well, I, I saw the video from your Nokia 5830 <laughs> that you took. Uh, but what were what were things like at your house? When... It's Twitter compression doing horrible <laughs> things. It did, like once I sent it, I was like, God, it just looks like a blob. I'd and... say the same thing if I was using Nokia 5165s as my home security system as well. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Ed. Um, no, I didn't have a Bengals faceplate on it. My, my wife had kicked me out of the living room uh, because I was I was getting fired up at the uh, the officials very very early on. A lot like uh, I'm sure most of us were. Um, yeah, you know, I'm okay with games not having like, and not being, uh, you know, all the tiki tack things called like, I'm good with that, but like obvious, and I tweeted this out, like obvious things that impact the game. I needed, oh, I needed those calls. And of course, I mean, they're going against the Bengals that things not being called, but she'd kicked me out to the basement and told me I had to go downstairs because she wasn't going to listen to me be all grumpy about it. Um, so then at the end of the game, unfortunately, they were my my wife and kid were upstairs and they were about three seconds ahead of where I was at streaming it down in the basement and so I had to I literally watched like the last probably three minutes of the game including overtime like with my ears 
like pinned down against the side of my head and you know like humming so that i couldn't hear them cheering or like any reactions um and then i ran up the stairs after the kick went through rounded the corner and we have like these cutouts into our living room i leapt through the cutout into the living room like grabbed my boy threw him up in the air like it's it's a lot of fun i was excited I think I made that out of the uh, 32 pixels that you had in that video that you sent. The eight so, bit, the eight yeah. bit Mario from yeah. my regular Nintendo that that it looked like. Yeah. I saw I saw you jump. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I hit a brick. It was like, and little star jumped out. <laughs> so, I mean, Ed, what what were things like in the in the Mayhall household as your boys are starting to take in sports with you? And I, I assume that. They actually watched this game with you, maybe, or did they? Yeah, they they did watch. Um, the youngest was very concerned about snacks. Um, he he didn't get any, and he was concerned about that. Uh, but they both watched the game with me, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I did. Let's see the field goal that McPherson kicked to tie up the game. I couldn't watch it, so I had to tell Parker to watch. Uh, I was like, "You have to let me know." Like I covered my eyes or whatever. I was like, "You have to let me know if it goes through the goal post." Okay. So he's like, okay, he kicked it. Oh, it didn't go in. I'm like, what? He goes, no, wait a minute. minute. I think it did go in. Hold on. No, it did go in. Maybe it didn't. No, it did. And I was like, oh, did it go in or not? He goes, just open your eyes. And I opened my eyes and it had gone in. Thank goodness. Because that one was like really close to the goalpost. Like I was a little concerned about that one. Um, And then um, they got really upset when we finally kicked the winning field goal because uh, out of all the excitement, I took one of their chairs and threw it across the room and broke it into two pieces. Um, all right, Bobby Knight. Yeah, thank you. Learn from the best. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they both enjoyed it. They're both excited. Um, my youngest, I was crying. I, I'm sure you guys were too, but I was crying. Uh, and my youngest came up to me and grabbed my hat that I had also chucked across the room and uh, gave it back to me and just gave me a big hug and said, Daddy, they won. And I was like, okay, all right, we won. And then I cried on the floor again for another 15, 20 minutes. I still haven't found it in myself to cry yet. I don't know if I'm just hardened by life at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was watching at my mom's, and we had a bunch of family over and got to got to watch it. And uh, my girlfriend's oldest is a Chiefs fan. Oh, no. So... He's 11, and so we had a lot of back and forth throughout the entire game, and then he was very upset after the game, but um, had a conversation with him once things calmed down a little bit and let him know, like, dude, you, you got a little spoiled over the last couple of years with the Chiefs, and it's not always like that. Uh, I can tell you, like, almost my entire life, I, I, I have not seen them do this. So these, these wins are very few and far between. Don't let the last couple of years with Patrick Mahomes fool you, uh, especially when, you know, as we've talked about on this show, you have Joe Burrow, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, you have Justin Josh, <laughs> Justin Josh Herbert out in, out in L.A. I mean, there's a lot of good quarterback. If Trevor Lawrence figures his shit out down in, in Jacksonville. And oh, we'll see. that's even really him having to figure that one out. I mean, as long as they they kind of build around him we'll see what happens with the with the Steelers as there's now a vacancy there at quarterback if the Ravens can figure some things out if Baker is you know who he was a year ago um, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC in the near future and I don't know at this point that 
Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's shown that he is not Superman. He can be beat. And I think right now, Joe Burrow seems to be his kryptonite. So um, it was it was really cool, though, to take it all in, especially with family. And I've done something different for each game now. And so I think I have to continue somehow to figure out how to make this next game different. Uh, but, but yeah, it, this is absolutely surreal. I, I think a, enough people have said it. Like, if you would have told us even – you know, three, four weeks ago that we were going to be going to the Super Bowl. I think people still would have called you crazy. Um, even before we, or as we were clinching the AFC North, I, I don't think any of us believed that we were going to make it this far. We had to get past that first hump. And man, this is this is absolutely insane. And it, it feels so good to finally be at the top. So, so it took a little while to get there. So 21-3, the Bengals were down 21-3. to And Bengals Twitter had quite the meltdown. And I know Jeff has already brought up that the refs, I mean, the refs weren't calling anything on Kansas City. I'm not going to play blame the ref guy because the Kansas City fans seem to think that it was Kansas City against the refs in the first matchup. The Bengals faced Kansas City in the jungle and uh the the kansas city had no calls against them in the entire first half uh they weren't calling i don't think they called holding maybe more than once the entire game total i don't know that there was was there a holding call ever i don't i don't know i'm, I'm trying to think if there even was but one i think, I think kansas, there was city, one the kansas, city, kansas city had a, a pass interference called with three minutes and 48 seconds left in in the third quarter uh which was their first penalty and then I think did they have a maybe an offsides maybe they had? I think that was I mean they only had two penalties for eleven it was a missed yards. Offsides. And they had like yeah, on the Joe Burrow interception. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um Yeah, I mean I guess there's there's something to be said about, you know, letting them play and you know, kinda letting it hash itself out. Um I think some of the more obvious impactful ones i i know I, I said that earlier in my little little spiel about how things went down at the house but um some of the more impactful ones obviously like the the uh pass interference on i want to say was was it t higgins in the end zone on that first the first one where he went for he, he almost had the one-handed catch in the, the, in the, the no call yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying like the, those are a little bothersome like obviously like I think everybody can agree that the taunting penalty in the NFL is silly. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that we didn't see any, you know, kind of game changing event occur with a taunting penalty, uh, especially in a, a game that obviously emotions are even higher than in a normal regular season NFL matchup. Sure. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't have an issue with that second call that they didn't make uh, on the Jamar chase where both players were kind of playing the hands. Um, but yeah, that T Higgins one, that was, it's kind of a bad no call. Um, but the Bengals were down 21 to three. And like I said, Twitter was having a complete meltdown. Jeff, is that why you were sent downstairs when they were down? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, between that and then, you know, you, you lose uh, Uzama very early on yeah. and you're like, you, you those of us, those of us Bengals fans who are, uh, you know, seasoned, shall I say, uh, you know, we, we see these things happen where, you know, 
things start clicking in the right direction. And certainly, you know, let's be honest, a loss to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, not the end of the world, right? I think I think we would still say, like, you know, hell of a season, great accomplishment, those kinds of things. Um, you know, the way it started early is not the way, you know, that you want that game to start, certainly. Uh, but you you could also think back, like, you can get upset about it, right? You can say, like, oh, they missed this call and they missed that call. Uh, and then you see Uzama go down and you're like, here we go. Like, you know, we're losing a, a, a key part of our offense. Uh, and, and I know Aaron and I talked about it at halftime. Um, you know, while Joe Burrow is, let's call him the brains and the, you know, what keeps the team going in that direction, Uzama is is head and shoulders above as the heart of the team. Uh, anytime that you see anything happen in the locker room after a game, yeah, he refers to him as franchise, but we all see who is, who is making the speeches at the end of the game after all, wins and losses, uh, and it's him. And so to have him go down early um, and then get carted off, and you're like, man, he, he's not even on the sideline to kind of keep him keep him going. And I'm sure his ha- he had something to say at halftime. I'm, I'm certain he did. Uh, but Came you back out felt, on the field on crutches. He did. And, and you, you kind of felt like like maybe, you know, being at Arrowhead against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, you know, it's that that's a, a tall order in and of itself. And then now you're down one of your, your stars and, and things are looking a little grim until the last couple of minutes there of the half. So, and I want to ask Bengo about that. So what were your thoughts as you watched the Bengals get a big stop, mainly EI Apple, who has not been quiet about getting that big stop, against uh, Tyreek Hill, who was trying to do his best to twist and turn his way into the end zone, but they just picked the little fella up and threw him down. Yeah, it's huge, man. It's huge. And think about Apple in the beginning of the season. I mean, he, he was picked up to just be like an emergency guy, and he's playing like a cornerback number two. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, when you when you look at that entire first half, and I, I, don't, I don't know if this was part of your question, but I'm going to dive on it. That that twenty one to to three, like Twitter did melt down, man. It was it was it sucked, and I was yeah. reading it. I tweeted out one tweet. I, I think I tweeted out, "Holy crap, the Chiefs are good." You know what I mean? And then I started seeing everybody's tweets, and I was like, "Oh man, okay, I think I need to shift gears here," because I was screaming at my own house. Like my my mother in law here, who was here, was like, "I'm gonna leave." You keep yelling at me <laughs> because. <laughs> She was like, oh, my God, they're killing us. And I was like, stop it. We have Joe Burrow. Be quiet. We have Joe Burrow. You don't know who you're looking at. Like, you don't understand. This team is built to just disappoint everybody on the other side in the second half. It's happened time and time again. Everybody says that they're going to stop us. And then the first half looks a little goofy. And we come out after halftime. And it's like, what in the world is in the water in the locker room when our guys go in there? It's ridiculous. Well, and you think about that when you have that kind of a stop before the half. If they had, if they had scored even a three, even if they had scored three on a field goal, like yeah. that's still a little deflating to be down at that point. You would have been down yeah. twenty-four to three, down three scores going into halftime. Instead, you're only down eighteen. Yeah, and you had a monumental stop against an epic yeah. offense. And so to get that stop and to go in and know, like, hey, remember last time we played them? 
We held them to three in the second half. What'd they do this time? Did Held them to three in the second half. And I think that everything changed in that play. I think that was where the switch kind of went off for everybody. And I know you bring up Eli Apple and say that he was just kind of brought in to be a stopgap guy. I don't know if that's what Lou Anarumo brought him in for, because I say that because Lou was with him in New York. He knows Eli Apple. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Yeah. So in all honesty, I think Lou knew, I mean, this isn't, wasn't Lou's first year here. So he kind of had an idea as to what he had in the cupboard and the cupboard wasn't great. If we're being honest, I mean, you had Trey Waynes, who's been on and off the field all year this year. Um, outside of that, you, we, they were still kind of question marks, even though they were new. Um, but, you know, Hilton and Awuzie, they were, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like they were heralded as, as huge free agency pickups, but they were considered above average. But you still had no idea quite what you had going into this season. So I, I don't know that Eli Apple was necessarily – he was a first-rounder when he was drafted. Yeah. So I don't know that he was necessarily a stopgap. I think it was, you know, iron sharpens iron, bring in competition because competition breeds competition. And I think that he's just kind of become that guy who's risen to the top, especially when his number's been called in these big situations. We've talked about it on this show numerous times throughout the season. I think that he is the most improved player this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, I it, it's that kind of old adage of like, oh, he just needs a chance, change of scenery. You know what I mean? Sure. Because he was a beast at Ohio State. Right. But he was he was playing there with was it Lattimore that he was with Marshall? I mean, like Marshall like, Lattimore. Lattimore. Yeah. I mean, he was he was playing better than him. I mean, and then he's he's kind of in the NFL. He gets here. And then he just balls out and, and, and he lets everybody know he's doing it, which is <laughs> hilarious. So I yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I, if 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 that's if that's why he was brought in, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, iron serpent's iron is a cool, cool thing. So well, and I mean, let's be honest, sometimes the big apple can be too big for some players. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that's the way it is. It's a city that pretty much outside of Vegas, it's the only other city that really doesn't sleep. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I mean, obviously we love the fact that he's our guy. And, you know, it's not hard to be defending him as he's out here just talking shit to anybody who will oh, even yeah. listen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's talked the talk, walked the walk, and, and has backed up everything that he's set out to do. So yeah. I'm good with it, man. I would, I, mean, love, I would love to see a drive ceiling tip or interception from him in the big game. It would just solidify his tweets and just make it that much sweeter. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we he talk, drops the one pick. I was going to say, yeah. we, we, talked, we talked about it last week, and I, yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or if we talked about it in, in a, uh, like a Twitter DM, but I, was, I said, like, it, like, Twitter might have to take away his ability to tweet if he like, has, like, a pick six you yeah. know, in a big situation. And whenever, like, I'm pretty sure my television went into slow motion as the ball was flying towards him, and I was like, here it is. Like, he is, is. He is about to pick this. And there's nobody between him and the end zone. The game's going to yeah. be over, and like Twitter is going to immediately have to suspend his account because yeah. he's going to go ham. Literally, take God Himself to shut him up if he got <laughs> sick that game. Well, literally seconds before that that happened, that play happened. Somebody had just tweeted Eli Apple for the interception and the win, and I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. And it had to been more than a minute or two later that play happened and i'm like oh man somebody need to play the lottery right and it's one of those it's one of those plays that you see happen because obviously like i know we're jumping around all over the place but like you're in overtime 
you're at Arrowhead, you've overcome this 18 point deficit. Like they tie it up at the very end and you see that play happen and the ball tumble to the field and you're like, you know, Mahomes just gave you like the, the one, like, you know, yeah. opening Wrapped and it, up and, delivered it. <laughs> and it, and it, you know, it, it's falling on the ground. You're like, all right. Okay. Like, cause I think it was third and 10 after that, right? They'd gone to third and 10 at that point. Cause they had a, the swing pass to the left that, yeah. that fell down to the ground. And then that one, and you're like, okay, third and 10, like, this is still like good, but that was like an opening opening to shut it down. And then the next play happens and you got, you know, Jesse Bates who probably, probably one of the best defensive plays I've seen in a very long time, given the situation. I mean, to not, to not overcommit and, and hit Hill before the ball gets there and to, to get his hand in and just like, boop. and then for Von, for Von Bell to have, you know, Obviously, he's a professional athlete, so like you know, to him, it's not as like incredible. But yeah, for the ball to come to him and him just be like, yeah, you know, and not knock it down, not have it bounce off of it, you know, off his chest or off his hands, and then at that point, you're kind of feeling it, like you're feeling good. You're like, all right, get Burrow back out there because it's time. Well, and you're getting a little ahead of yourself here. I know. I'm getting excited. I want to go back to the third quarter and. Before I even get to what happened in the third quarter. Why don't you quarter, go all the way back all the way back to your boy P. Ryan? Well, I'm going back further than that. I'm going back okay. to the beginning of the season. And at the beginning of the season, the Cincinnati Bengals still had somebody on the team by the name of Billy Price. And the Cincinnati Bengals were able to move Billy Price for B.J. Hill, who had one of the biggest plays of the game. It's the only turnover I actually called the whole game. I hadn't called anything the whole game. And I was like, you know what? I, I think it's turnover time. And I literally called it the play it happened, like as they were snapping, and all of a sudden he breaches those big old hands of his up in the air, whaps it down, and ends up with the ball. And a that interception fastball? A Mahomes fastball? And you know that wasn't coming in like that that one hurt. I, I was, promise you that one hurt. He wasn't he wasn't like flipping a screen pass. No, and he wasn't doing one of his like just baseball no look throws or whatever like yeah he he was he was winging that one there was some heat behind that but what a trade that ended up to be billy price couldn't find himself on the field with the bengal's and when he was he was subpar at best um you know it just never really panned out unfortunately um the the guy that the bengal's wanted to take at center uh ended up going to detroit just a couple picks before if not the pick before i don't i don't quite remember that draft um, but we ended up with Billy Price. That one doesn't work out. They end up moving him in the like as cuts were being made uh, right at the end of the preseason there, and got a guy named B.J. Hill to shore up the defensive line where they were having some depth concerns. And what a trade that ended up being! You know that guy has to just be like, how the hell did I even end up here? Like I, I can't even imagine what's going through BJ Hill's mind right now because he, I'm sure, is feeling just as good about all of this as any of us. So oh, absolutely, what That's a incredible! Because like I, I like Billy Price. Like he's a good guy. I've talked to him before. Like I would love to have a beer with Billy Price. Sure, but like you said, it it didn't work out here, and they make the trade, and I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't know who BJ Hill was at the time. Did any of you? I mean, I don't. No, none of us did. Yeah, no. I, I didn't know who he was. I was like, oh, okay. 
there's some bulk in the in the center there and and like look what he's done <laughs> throughout the entire season and now it's just come to this this pinnacle in that play where the ball gets swatted and he catches it and and it's just like did that happen like he like manifested his best uh, I hate to say it but but TJ Watt you know what I mean or JJ Watt swatting the ball and and just coming down with it like an athlete it was fantastic to see. Unbelievable. So I I had to rewind to watch it again because I wasn't I didn't it happened so fast I didn't realize exactly what happened and because Mahomes took him out I in, in real time I thought that it was a sack. And so I was, you know, I was happy about that. And then he gets up and he's like trundling away with the ball and I was like yeah. wait a minute. Like, and, you know, the announcers, like, are, are going crazy or whatever. So I'm, like, rewinding. I'm like, oh, oh, no, he picked that. Like, mm-hmm. he he tipped it to himself and, and picked it, and then Mahomes took him out. So it, it couldn't ask for anything better in that moment. It would have been such a sweet, sweet, vindicating big man touchdown if Mahomes didn't trip him up. Oh. Ugh. And that's the first, uh, I, I, I think that's the first interception that uh, Mahomes had thrown in a uh, AFC championship game and attack and a defensive tackle gets it. <laughs> if you had, if you had BJ Hill all, uh, yeah. on your uh, bingo card for yeah. the first interception of Mahomes in an AFC championship game, good for you. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, you did bring up the Smadge P-, P Ryan and, and that, that was in the second quarter there. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry. I, I probably should have taken your lead on that, but um, <laughs> in any case, we'll go back to that. That oh, screen, that screen was wild. That screen was absolutely wild, and you know that was just another guy on this team. Like, of course, we all thought Jamar Chase after that Chiefs just whatever he did to the Chiefs, he did yeah. anything he wanted the first time the Chiefs played. Uh, Jamar Chase ended up with more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards in that game, which is absolutely insane. Um, so you knew that they were going to try and shore that up, and in turn, everyone stepped up, even losing C.J. Uzama. Everyone stepped up. Drew Sample got his hands on the ball. Yeah. Uh, so good on him, even if it was just the one catch. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Tyler Boyd in some big situations had some good catches. Uh, he ended up with four grabs, 19 yards. T. Higgins had a monster game. Pretty much any time we needed a big play, T. Higgins was making it for us. Um, 103 yards on his six catches. Joe Mixon continues to do everything he can anytime he gets his hands on the ball. Another game where he finishes over 100 yards in total all-purpose yards, um, 88 yards rushing on the 21 carries, 27 yards on his three catches. Uh, but Samaj Pirine on that screen was incredible. Just literally a little bowling ball, putting on his best Maurice Jones-Drew impression and yeah. getting all and, the way into the end zone. And once again, on a big run, Who's downfield throwing a clutch block? Jamar Chase. Because he does everything. Yeah. I mean, he's down there, and I think it was Thornhill was uh was was pretty well set up to probably stop P. Ryan around like the, the 10, 12 yard line in that area when and, and Chase just, you know, threw a solid block, left the uh, the right side of the field open for P. Ryan to, to continue his run and right in the end zone. And I think like at that moment for me, it was like, all right. Yeah, you know, they've they kind of you know popped the top on their on, on scoring touchdowns. Like, let's go. 
you got to think like the Chiefs sideline too when they announce like touchdown Samaj P Ryan Andy Reid's probably tossing his clipboard on the ground going who who was that <laughs> because because they're, like, they're thinking, he's not they're in my thinking, notes yeah they're, they're thinking Chase Boyd Mixon all our T Higgins all these big time scorers and no 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 man you want to cover them we'll go to this guy you want to cover that guy we'll go to that guy it's unbelievable the depth we have on offense. So just another testament to the type of locker room, though, that, that Zach Taylor's been trying to build here, the culture he's trying to bring in, guys who can step up when their number is called. And, yeah. you know, Pirine, on the three times he had the ball, I mean, granted, 41 of them were on that that screen, but he ended yes. up with 43 yards um, on, the, on the three touches that he did have. And he's just been completely solid all year long as a backup there. He, Even he, with- almost, had, he almost had a second one, too. On the, I don't remember what quarter it was. I don't remember when, but but he got another little dink. And dunk. That was like our third down special there. He had the one where he 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 kind of cuts inside, and had he not cut inside and just kind of cut up field, he might have had a walk in. But who, I mean, who knows? You know, could have could have not been too. But I mean, he did. He was there to play. His number got called. So I don't know. And then of course, as it gets there, now that we've gone from the first quarter to the second the end of the second half into the third quarter then back to the second quarter yeah let's let's go back to the fourth quarter and you have the chiefs marching down the field and he gets sacked and then on the last time they had the ball you have sam hubbard on a spy on a qb spy just waiting, waiting. And it's almost like he was doing what we did as when we were kids playing backyard football with a five Mississippi. All right, it's time to go. And he got to Mahomes. If God, like if, he was shot out of a if, cannon. If he ends up with that fumble, though, and we end the game on that fumble, curtains, curtains. But I mean, coffin nails. Just going bam, back to bam, bam. just going back bam, to the whole bam, second bam. half. <laughs> Going back to the second half, though, Mahomes was – he looked lost. Yeah. Like, he's – first off, he's not had a good second half against us in the two games that we've played. But second, he just after that, that everything that happens with the Tyreek Hill getting squashed at the end zone, he looked like a shell of himself. Ended up with two picks there in the second half. Couldn't get it done in overtime. Well, the second pick being in overtime, not the second half. But – um, yeah. he just looked lost out there. And what's crazy is, I mean, you stack this offense on paper, this offense, the Bengals offense against Kansas City's offense. And on paper, I'm not sure which one's actually better because when they're, when they're firing on all cylinders, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got Kelsey who's going to be a hall of famer. Tyreek Hill who is arguing with the hall of fame right now, trying to get in, um, Jerk McKinnon's been a dog, and and he was in this game as well. I see with the UC helmet. <laughs> well, nod to Travis Kelsey there, but Edwards Alaire. I mean, they they have guys at all the positions that you would want. And when CJ Uzama went down, the nod kind of went to Kansas City's favor. Well, I, and that's what I was kind of like, you know, hinting towards. Whenever you know, like when you see that happen that early in the game, and you're like. You know, you kind of have those flashbacks to like you know the like 
Carson Palmer, like you know, when when Andy Dalton had his broken thumb and couldn't you know, yeah couldn't go all those things, and you're like, man, again, like another you're gonna have another injury to like one of our guys, and, and it turns out that you know it's it's a sprained MCL, and I I don't know that there's anyone that can stand between CJ Uzama and suiting up to play in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, unless it turns out that it's you know obviously worse than than any. He tweeted out today. I'll be back. Yeah, going back so to like, Aaron, going back to what Aaron said about you know what happened to Mahomes looked like a shell of himself. I, I, that whole last drive, I kept looking like they would pan to the sideline and show Kelsey and and Mahomes. They didn't like they looked out of it too. Like they both, you know, you see like when they played um, um, last Buffalo. week. Thank Buffalo. you, Buffalo. They played Buffalo last week. You know, you see them mic'd up. They're walking up and down the, the sideline. They're hyping up their dudes. They were just sitting on the bench just staring. And I'm like, well, this isn't the same. Like, these aren't the same guys. Like, something's going on right here. I, I, I think, like Aaron said, like, they just didn't come out ready to play in that fourth quarter or even, I guess, a little bit in that overtime. But well, And I don't recall if it – I don't recall if it was PFF or if it was Joe Burrow who actually, or I'm sorry, not Joe Burrow, but uh, Joe Goodberry who actually came out with the fact that Cincinnati in the second half made huge adjustments and they were dropping eight into coverage rather than uh, seven or, or six. And yeah. I think that made a world of difference just having, you know, only three guys rushing the majority of the time as opposed to, you know, four or five on a, on a blitz even because Mahomes just is too good to reading blitzes and getting the ball out of his hands to, to really try and, and get to the quarterback at any type of successful clip. I mean, a lot of the things that you saw, those like, so they, they absolutely, like, I hate the narrative. I hate the narrative that is going around with a lot of these people that Kansas City collapsed on their own and, you know, the Bengals were just there to, like, kind of, like, luck into the Super Bowl. What happened? They the Bengals the Bengals took Tyreek Hill away from the Chiefs in the second half. He had two targets and zero catches. So you take him away, and they've they had they they were willing to to give up the you know tight end yards five five six seven yard you know they they didn't let like Kelsey get on one of his you know breakaway big runs. They didn't do that. The the line. When they did, you know, when they when they were rushing in, they didn't get around behind Mahomes and give him the ability to to make a lot of plays with his feet. They they kept everything in front of them, and, and they were able to shut down the Chiefs' offense again. You cannot tell me that the Chiefs just you know collapsed on their own twice against the same team in the same manner. It the Bengals made adjustments. The Chiefs thought that they were good enough to not have to make adjustments. That's that's the way that I see it. They they thought that they were that much better because of the way they played in the first half that regardless of adjustments, they're gonna continue to roll and it didn't happen. Yeah. Hey, that's I mean, that's exactly it. I've been fighting the good fight on that narrative all week. Like I'm I'm just so tired of that. Oh, Mahomes choked. They the Bengals just got in because of that. And no, I mean Sweet Lou, man. Sweet Lou adjusted that defense, and we we came out and we confused the hell out of them. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, I don't – I just – like, okay, you can argue Patrick didn't play well. Yeah, it's because we came out and we punched him in the mouth and we demoralized him. Like you were saying, Ed, like they were on the sidelines just sucking wind 
and looking defeated and disappointed. It's it's because we punched him in the mouth, and we punched him in the mouth by dropping eight and and having Pat look downfield like just terrified, like oh my god, I've got nobody to throw to, so I'm going to dance around back here and run. 20 yards this way, 20 yards that way. And then Sam Hubbard's going to grab me and throw me to the ground. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs had 10 drives, including overtime. Their first yeah. three, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And then, you know, they had their end of half possession that just ended with the, the clock. So that's almost identical good. to the first game, by the way. Right. Yeah. Coming out in the second half and into overtime, punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, field goal, interception. Adjustments. Absolutely. And you have to. I don't. And like, I don't go ahead. Yeah. I, I don't. I read this somewhere, and I don't know if it's true that Cajona's on Lou to, to not adjust until after halftime because if you look at like Andy Reid you look at that that Chiefs offense like they they have an identity you know what I mean they're not going to come out in the second half and they're not going to rewrite the playbook you know what I mean it's Patrick Mahomes and his offense but right. if if Lou chose to kind of get punched in the mouth a little bit towards the the end of that first half and then come out with adjustments and scare the crap out of them. Like, oh my God. Because we did it in the first game. I don't I don't remember who just said that, but we did it in the first game. Yeah. Yep. And let's not forget, like going back to two years ago when this staff was formed, or two or three, two or three years ago now. Is it this third year? This is yeah. the third year. Uh, but going back to when the staff year, was yeah. formed. When when the staff was formed, Zach Taylor was the last hire in the coaching carousel. Yeah. Out of, because we had to wait until the Rams got done with the Super Bowl. Nobody wanted to come here as a coordinator, so he was left at literally scraping the bottom of the barrel for Brian Callahan and for Lou Anarumo, who, to my knowledge, I don't believe Lou Anarumo had any D.C. experience prior to. He was just the, the cornerbacks coach or secondary coach out at uh, in New York, and Callahan had not been an O.C., and here yeah. we are. Three years later, the whole the whole gang's still here. Of course, we, we made some pieces. Uh, we, we moved some pieces as far as the uh, some of the, the position coaches have gone. Um, most notably, being bringing uh, our old offensive lineman coach back. Yeah, but and and, and, and now, Frank Pollock. And now they're getting head coaching interviews. Right, right. Yeah. Like this this has been huge, and you know. I, it, just the way that this whole it's almost it's almost Hollywood-esque the way this whole season has gone when you go from I, I love the tweet that you put out Bangalorean I think it was you that did the uh, how it started and how it's going where it started with the the eBay the, the eBay yeah. jersey that was leaked out with the the new stripes being leaked out to all of a sudden we get the new stripes and, and when the the eBay jersey pictures were terrible they didn't do this this yeah. actual jersey release any type of justice um now that we see the guys in pads looks phenomenal and this yeah. is where this whole legacy is being rewritten by joe burrow who got us over the hump not just over the hump but to the motherfucking super bowl it's been a wild wild i season. never i bought i bought 
I bought three of those jerseys on eBay, and I only got my money back for two of them, and I never saw one, any of them. So that guy deactivated his account and everything, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. Wasn't that the guy when you were like, look, man, like I, like just, like I don't care if they're messed up or misprinted or whatever. Like I just want one. Like yeah. send it to me. Yeah, he was, he, was, he, was, he was making all kinds of fibs. And it was obviously a leak or, or, or like he got a hold of them and he's like, I'm going to make money off of these. And I was, he was like, they're messed up. I can't send them. I was like, I don't care. Send them. And he was telling me I can't. And I don't remember what I bought them for. I, I paid, I think I paid like a hundred dollars or something through PayPal. And I was telling him, look, dude, like I will give you no shit, 500 bucks a Jersey, like send them to me. <laughs> and he would not send them. <laughs> So like like I was about to like be sleeping outside in my shed from my wife paying for these jerseys. And that that's when I knew like, oh, he's got lawyers talking to him if he's not taking the money. Yeah. But it's it's just crazy that, you know, we went from yeah. the new stripes movement to Katie Blackburn getting you know, we we've talked about this almost ad nauseum at this point, but just yeah. Uh, or Elizabeth Blackburn getting the fans involved to the ruler of the jungle, to the ring of honor this year, to just all of the different rulers of the jungle that we've brought in. Kay Adams being the only one on national television, not afraid, unabashedly unafraid yeah. to root for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you have Boomer Esiason finally, finally coming back, professing his love for Cincinnati publicly as you know, he just finally decided to drop the whole shtick of, you know, I have to be national media guy. Um, and, and instead he's like embracing it warmly. Maybe he, said, maybe he, he said, was he, crying. Maybe he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, he, he came out and said that he is, uh, that, that he was not sure how big of a Bengals fan he was until this year. And then he's like, I, I didn't realize it. I am still a huge Bengals fan. Which I mean, yeah, it's easy to say that whenever you know things, but it's not like this year's been all roses, you know. Like there have been there have been some bumps in the road along the way where we weren't really sure where things were headed, and we were like, hey, you know, got to shore some things up. But obviously, he's definitely they, I mean, uh, he's definitely kept the plastic on that big B necklace just in case he does change his mind on whether he's a Bengals fan still or not, so he can return it. But icky, <laughs> icky. Icky, yeah, or, yeah. Icky, icky or that. boomer. Icky, Icky's got that. Oh, sorry, I was looking for pictures and I got lost in the conversation. Uh, I no, meant Icky, good. sorry. Yeah, Icky's, Icky's got that. What a picture, though. Yeah, Zach, Mike, and uh, Icky back there. Real I quick, remember though, can uh, we get... when we first drafted Joe Burrow, uh, the photo of Boomer and him holding that helmet. Yep. Yeah, uh, when he gave him the helmet? That was before yeah, we even drafted him. Kind of, you know, take, take care of my baby, you know? Welcome to Cincy, and, and look where we're at now. We don't talk about that first season. That would never happen. But <laughs> can we talk about my man Mike Brown right here? Like they're handing out hats on the field right before this trophy ceremony. We couldn't get him an AFC championship hat. Like he's still so wearing. He, he's got the uh, the Paul. That's Brown a Paul Brown Stadium hat on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like it's uh, no offense to the labor at Paul Brown Stadium, but it's like the the ones that the like line cooks wear, like back back there making all the food, like. He does, he's he's he is like brown through and through. <laughs> he's a man of the people. I like it. He didn't want to. He didn't want to disrupt his his whole motif. He I'm was, okay with he was it. Taking notes from Joe Burrow, just trying to match. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. I I saw him in the stands, and it took me 
when they panned to him, I was like, who's, whose grandpa is that? And I was like, oh, God, that's Mike. <laughs> so I, I do want to hand out a, my bum of the week this week. Um, my bum of the week this Already? week. Already? Yes, absolutely. It goes to Kansas City's audiovisual team. Oh. As they decided, hey, we're going to take the score down immediately. Oh, okay. We're going to turn off the Jumbotron. Yeah. And we're going to turn off all sound in the stadium. So you don't get to listen to the actual ceremony on the field. You aren't going to get to watch it on the Jumbotron. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know. That's, I, I, it's the Lamar Hunt trophy being presented. It was presented based on a member of your history. Like, why, why, why do you have to be such assholes to not just let us have a moment? Y'all have had the moment for three years straight. Just play the damn music, shower the confetti, let it be done. I'm sorry you had to host somebody else winning in your home field, you bunch of assholes. Give us our moment. For everybody who was there, they should should be a handwritten apology, not done on a computer, handwritten with a pencil, number two preferably. They do that. I was stationed out there, man. I was stationed out there for four years. And I went to Chiefs games because Travis Kelsey, and I, I, I always say this, I wore a Kelsey jersey, not a Chiefs one, a Bearcats one. But they do that, man. They, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been the Packers that were there. And I don't know. Like They won. And they won, and everybody was celebrating, and they basically just cut the lights out. The scoreboard went off, and it was like the guy who controls the electronics like was throwing a temper tantrum. Like, my team lost. I'm just flipping the switch. I'm getting out of here. Like, it's ridiculous. Especially that, though, the Lamar Hunt trophy. And you bring that up. And I said that to somebody earlier. But, like, that's your history. And you're you're dunking on it. Like, come on. They, they, they didn't do a very good job there at all with audiovisual or with the audio portion, even during, like, like the halftime when I, I wasn't really sure what was going on. <laughs> but I guess I guess they had, like, the... Uh, the yeah, the Apple the Applebee's commercial playing directly behind. No, it the, wasn't. Uh, it was that stupid country song. It's Apple- a yeah, great song. It, Applebee's it's from, on the, yeah, the Applebee's <laughs> commercial. Bourbon Street steak with that Oreo shake and the whipped cream. Nope. Uh, on the top two, that. you're gonna get you're gonna get us kicked off of YouTube if you keep singing any more of that awful song. Yeah. But that yeah, you, like you're that trying to listen to like the. To be it's loud and everything, but yeah, they, I don't know. It's just that's it. It's loud. There's nothing crazy about it. I hope they're fined for it. I, I really do. I, I hope like, the team yeah. is fined for being just a bunch of assholes. Like I don't remember any. Yep. I, like, I mean, maybe it's happened at other stadiums before. I, I don't know, but like. From from all the reports of like I, I knew quite a few people that had gone. I'm sure we all did, um, and they all had like good things to report back about Chiefs fans, you know, being yeah. gracious and you know, not having any issues with you know them being in Bengals gear and tailgating and you know nothing going on out there that was you know sideways or anything like that. But but then for like whoever made that decision to be like you know shut off the scoreboard and turn off you know any speaker so that the fans that that paid good money and i know it was good money like i know it was good money because i looked at getting tickets to go so like you you got these fans who travel into your stadium to your city obviously when Bengals fans travel we've we've traveled very well this year and they they go to local you know places and spend spend lots of money out there i'm sure uh, you know, nobody's walking into these businesses getting free food. So, 
let at least let them have a little bit of something watching their team who you know we've had a historic season winning and now we're winning the AFC championship and you want to like be like well, nope it's not happening here nope <laughs> like get your trophy they're, they're and get bitter, off man. our field flat out it, it was almost one <laughs> it was it was <laughs> it was almost like you ain't got to go home but you got to get the hell out of here I did a little research. It looks like the uh, director of game day operations uh, for Kansas City is Nancy Zimfer. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Gosh, she's, you're known, bad. <laughs> she's known for doing this kind of thing. That, it's not her. Get out of here. Yeah. She's known for doing this kind of thing. Just ask uh, Andy Kennedy. It's not her. Come, come on, man. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, that, I, I am ready that that early in the show to give out my bum of the week for all of those reasons. Now there was there yep. there is there is something like I know that we have now gone to the the victory celebration after the game, but there is something that we didn't touch on sure. that was uh, that stood out to me, um, and it was the two point conversion play, which after the game, Trent Taylor, Zach, so so. As that play is going, like, obviously, you know, we score. We're down. It's 21-19. We got to go for two. And I'm like, all right, yeah, here we go. Line up for two. And I look at the screen, and I'm like, is that, why is Jordan Shipley out on the field (laughs) right now? What a throwback. like I know he, I know, I know that that's the new Jordan Shipley hey, Taylor, this, who is our our you know return guy. Um, the, the funny why? thing about that, Jeff, is Michelle was wearing her Jordan Shipley jersey for this game. <laughs> was she? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, like, like, okay. And then he goes in motion, and I'm like, all right, so he's out there to kind of be a little distraction of some sort. And oh. the Chiefs must have also thought, why is he on the field? And then, the he, th- then he goes right out in the flat and is wide open. And Zach Taylor laid it out afterwards when they talked about it. It's uh, it's actually a play that comes from like the Sean McVay, uh, like Shanahan tree down, you know, which is makes sense. And uh, it's actually a play that he said it's the only play that they have in all of their books that has Trent Taylor's name on it. That's his. That that's his play. That's it was. It wasn't like it was a broken play on the other side that it was supposed to go somewhere else. It was supposed to go to him, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And you know, obviously, if the defense goes with him, it, it's different. But because of how it's set up, and you know, he's so you use it, you use it there. And now, obviously, it's on tape. But if you okay. don't do that, if you don't do that, maybe you're not going in the next week, and it doesn't matter. It's on tape anyway, exactly. right? Uh, you know who wouldn't have done that? Marvin Lewis. Hey, now. Pump the brakes, Ed. <laughs> but it's true. Be- the whole game, you got to think about it. Like, the whole game, there are times that you're just like, Marvin wouldn't have done that. Carson wouldn't have done that. Uh, Andy. Andy wouldn't have done that. Like, th- this is this is finally a team where you're like, when you want them to do the things that are different and outside the box, they actually do the different and outside the box things. They don't take the safe route. There will be no previous yeah. Bengals slander here, Ed. Hey, I mean, AJ facts. Green. AJ Green yeah, reactivated his Instagram. Yeah, right. that was I mean, cool, it's, man. Like, did you well, see the TikTok? See, Mr. Gregory Joseph over here. 
He uh, from Facebook. He says he also will not stand for Marvin slander. Or and don't <laughs> don't disrespect Andy either, Ed. It's interesting. Looks like Facebook is working for uh, the chat for, now. For, yeah, for names now. That's new. Um, but no, really, like I mean, if, if we want to get on that train real quick, um, Marvin, when he came here, obviously things weren't weren't so great. Um, no, they were still using he, used jock straps. So. Like he came, he came and spoke at my high school whenever he was uh, hired as the head coach. It was pretty cool, um, and and he really did change the way things how we went about business here in Cincinnati and, and yeah, there were no playoff victories. Obviously that drought continued, but while he was here, we, we did go to the playoffs at a, a decent little clip. Uh, Aaron's brought that up before that, you know, we were making the playoffs. We did have a couple division, you know, championships. Like we, we did those things at some point, you know, sometimes you, you need to get a little bit of a change to get to that next level and that's not to say that marvin's a bad coach because i don't think he is uh, i think he could probably still coach in the nfl and do a great job the Bengals needed to kind of needed another step in a different direction and it it took a couple years but you got to think that you know there was some things that needed to be worked out personnel wise player wise that maybe didn't fit zach's system or however things were going didn't players didn't get along with coaches things were whatever um, and that is what it is. And those players did well for us while they were here. I wish them well where they're going. And the Bengals are now in, in the Super Bowl under Zach Taylor. Yeah. With Joe Burrow at the helm. Absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. Um, Beach. I, don't, I, I still can't believe it. It's still crazy to me. I do want to bring up uh, overtime. Because for the second week in a row, the Kansas City Chiefs went to overtime. For the second week in a row, the Kansas City Chiefs won the toss. Last week, after Josh Allen didn't get to touch the ball, people were screaming that overtime rules needed to be changed. Except for your your people who are zealots for the past, most people were saying that the rules needed to change. I don't know. I, I I don't feel like the rules necessarily need to change. Um, I, obviously, it worked out for us. I don't think it's perfect the way it is right now either. It did work out for the Bengals in that they were able to get not just a stop, but get the turnover, get back downfield, and get the field goal to get the hell out of Kansas City yeah. with the win. But what would you guys do differently with overtime as it currently stands? Do you think that things were okay as things currently are i mean again it's real easy to play it worked out for us everything's okay we're good what would you change with it if you if you were going to make a change what would you change with it in the great in the words of the great chad brindle who may or may not have called you out on your own show um all you gotta do is get the stop yeah that's all you gotta do is get the stop so the rules are fine i i, I still I still think that both teams should have a chance to possess the ball. Um, and I think you just, you just play it out. I, I would almost be in favor. I would almost be in favor of a, a 15 minute overtime period, or maybe call it a 10 minute overtime period, where you just play it. You just play it out. And I realize it's professional sports and, you know, maybe, maybe in the regular season, you know, 
the rules are different. I I think maybe the playoffs, you you could get away. Oh, we lost Bingo. Uh, sure, he'll be back. Yep. Uh, but I I think I think maybe in the playoffs, you do just play another fifteen minute. You play another fifteen minute period. You know what I mean? Like another quarter, throw it up there, and yep. and and let it ride. And you do it that way. That way, it's not you know. I'm just not a fan of you know a coin toss. It goes to you know team A. They drive down. They you know score a touchdown and the game's over. Yeah, it's hard to say it, that. Go ahead, Ed. I'm sorry. It, all jokes aside, uh, I am a fan of, and I think this was Pat McAfee. I am kind of a fan of uh, let play one overtime. If it comes like the full overtime, right? Not just because somebody scores, the game's over, right? If they tie at the end of that overtime, let's put the kickers on the 20 yard line and then let's put the kickers on the 30 yard line and then the 40 yard. Just do a shootout that way. I mean, that's what they do in soccer. It makes it kind of entertaining. I'm not for that at all. No, I, I feel like McAfee wants that because he's, he's very involved in the kicking game. Sure, but when we got a weapon like Shooter McPherson. But that's not, that's, that's the exception, not the rule. So I'm, okay I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm necessarily okay with that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't even know that you necessarily need to play a full 15 minutes. I, I think that's a long time to ask guys to play after they've already right. played 60 minutes. That's fair yeah. too. So, I don't know. I mean, even if you did just one possession and then moved into your, like, I don't know, to where you, you maybe start, just start both teams where you don't do a kickoff, just start them both at roughly their own 30 35 yard line somewhere in there and let them have a chance to go down the field um, much the same way as you would if there was a kickoff just don't have a kickoff because they don't need to be running more just because you went to overtime but give each team one more possession and after that then you go into the like, like the sudden death sudden death 25 yard line like instead of being on your own 35 you start on your opponent's 25 and you have you know basically two sets of downs to try and get there otherwise game over i mean i don't think there's a a perfect answer or perfect you know like the the way things are now like okay i mean like we can live with it right like i could we have lived with it if you know Mahomes throws a bomb and there's a touchdown and you know burrow doesn't get to touch the ball again from like the last like what i mean i don't even know how long that you know there's like last 12 minutes of the fourth quarter i think you know burrow got his his one possession and then then uh Mahomes got a possession that was it like that that ended the game there right um whereas you know you see a game like the week before between the, the Chiefs and the Bills where I think they had each had 15 or 20 possessions in the last three minutes and you're like man like I want to see more of that in overtime and instead you know, you, you don't get that um so obviously like every situation is gonna kind of could maybe you know, fuel your opinion one way or another a little bit more, you know, after you see the ending to the, the chiefs bills game in regulation. I, I mean, I even tweeted it out. Like it's a shame that that game ends on, you know, one possession and overtime when you saw what got them to overtime. Whereas you're know, like Bengals chiefs game was this like kind of a strategic long drawn out couple of drives that ended the game. And then it goes into overtime and both teams got a chance to possess the ball. You know, the Chiefs had it. They threw yeah. an interception. It's not like 
you know, a turnover is like the end of the game. Like, boom, you get a right. turnover, it's done. Uh, you know, obviously the Bengals then had to get get uh, McPherson in in range, um, which isn't that difficult, it would seem. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you're going to find anything that's perfect uh, ever. I mean, somebody's always going to have a, an issue somewhere with the way overtime gets gets sorted out. But you can't end a a, a playoff game in a tie. So you got to do something. Anything you would change, Bingo? I don't know. I, I just, I like, I'm just, I try to, like, with that kind of stuff, I just try to stick to being the guy on Twitter, man. Cause I, I don't, like, I, there's, some, there's great ideas. Like, you're talking about, like, just play another quarter or something. You know what I mean? Both teams need to touch the ball. Like, cause I don't, I don't see the issue being the coin toss itself. It's the fact that uh, you can end it right then and there you know what i mean and if you got a guy like mahomes like okay unless you're the the cincinnati Bengals, the best team in the nfl you might not be able to stop him so it's just i don't know but but then there's what ed said make the stop make the stop why you guys paid so much make the stop so like what's the answer and the only answer i can think of is uh, play some abbreviated quarter uh, like first person to I don't know, 17 wins. Like, who knows? It's just, they, they got to figure something out. But, you know, I'm not the man to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. In any case, the Bengals get the win. They're heading to La La Land, SoFi Stadium, to take on the L.A. Rams. There's some good storylines here. You yeah. have McVay being the first of, you know, the, the young coaches, uh, the new wave of young coaches, if you will. Uh, Zach Taylor being one of his disciples. You have Andrew Whitworth, a decade-long Bengal who's out in L.A. and has, I think this is his fifth year out there. Um, what, is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Taking on his old team at the ripe old age, or ripe young age of, of 40. Jeez. Um, I, I, I love Andrew Whitworth, and I love everything he did here. Yeah. I hope. I, I know what you're gonna that, say. I hope that Henderson eats him alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you got. I don't know it's possible to eat Andrew Whitworth alive, but yeah, if anybody yeah. could do it, Trey it's Henderson, just... who who they they show on the sidelines and he's like bloodied and like <laughs> has this crazy look in his eye, and you're like, what is going on? And he's like stretching his arm out on like the the kicking the kicking. God, that guy is a nut. He's this is going to be a little bit. Goodberry, Goodberry said it best, man. Like, he looks up at the camera sometimes, and it's like, is that guy possessed? Like, it's he's insane. Yeah. This is going to be a little bit of a taste of like, if the Steelers do draft Desmond Ritter. Oh, don't do that. This is, I mean, this is what's a little bit of taste of that, right? Because I mean, Whitworth was a good dude here in Cincinnati, right? He yeah. never said anything wrong about the city. Nothing about ownership except for that you know, they wouldn't pay him. Um, he, I mean, he was a good dude here, and so it's like it's one of those dudes that you're like, if it wasn't the Bengals, right? If this was like the Chiefs, you'd be like, I'm pulling for Andrew Whitworth in this game. Yeah. So in, all, in all fairness, with the cheap shot, Ed. Um, Nobody saw a left tackle playing until he was forty. Like we're in we're in different times right now where Tom Brady played until he was fifty eight, and Andrew Whitworth is is playing tackle until he's forty. Um, it, it looks like he's already growing out his retirement Santa Claus beard. I don't. LeBron I don't James really know. is sixty five and still in the NBA. Yeah. Are, don't put that age on him. We, we, I graduated a year before he did. Man, come on now. 
You graduated the same year. I graduated the same Come year. Come on, man. What are you doing? I feel 65 um, most of the time. But I don't know. I mean, uh, th- either way, there's going to be a Cincinnati Bearcat who gets a NFL Super Bowl ring because Marquise Copeland plays defensive line for the L.A. Rams. Kevin Huber playing punter for your Cincinnati Bengals. Talk about a guy that's like 80 years old. <laughs> right? Oh, Lord. Did, Let's say, if this, like, by the great, like, I love Kevin Huber, and there's a lot of talk about him right now, you know, maybe on the downward end of his career. Like, if this is the year where, for some reason, we were to move on from him, man, for him to go out with a Super Bowl win, absolutely. oh, my God. If I'm Kevin Huber and the Bengals, after they win the Super Bowl, I am retiring. Yeah, so, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've done it. How long did oh, Adam Vinatieri play till? Uh, he he was also like 58 along the same lines as, as Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee told Evan McPherson, settle down, kid. <laughs> he was in the league he's, for a long he's time. Two, he's, two, he's two field goals. No. no he's field goals, two field goals from tying. Three field goals three from, from, from the record. He did set, he did set the postseason record for... He did set the postseason record for most field goals made without a miss in the uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, true too. at twelve, and he's just going to keep adding to it. Vinatieri so, retired at age forty nine. Wow, That's wild. That's crazy. Um, I think Kevin Huber played on that 09 team for the uh, the Bearcats, by the way. Um, so I, I think he's been in the in the league for yeah. like thirteen years at this point. What is, is McPherson? He's like. like 20 for 20 and and 10 for 10 on 50 plus like he looks he looks like he's also 20 years old yeah yeah. he's he's 22 and i do want to say i want to bring this up now um since we're talking about evan mcpherson way back when uh when we had uh bango and uh bango's captain and who day baby when all we were discussing the draft uh afterwards and we all we were all like yeah you know like you got to get a good kicker you gotta have a good kicker like Nobody, I don't think, had an issue with when we took McPherson. No. Um, and I brought up the fact that he had, like, uh, at the time, the Alabama state record for the longest field goal made uh, in a high school game. And I was like, it was 60 yards. And I said, I, I don't think, uh, I couldn't really envision another high school kicker uh, breaking that record. Um, well, his younger brother did. Oh. So... Um, I was wrong, uh, but it was still uh, another McPherson. Yeah, yeah. There's this, another this past one. Past season, right? Yeah, and no he's way. he's also really really good wow. at kicking. And like the McPherson story is crazy. Like I guess he was like a soccer player, and then he he built a makeshift field goal in his backyard on a soccer net and started kicking. And McPherson says that his his little brother is actually better than him. McPherson also said his longest that he's ever made in practice is 75 yards. Said, I was just about 75. <laughs> which, like, which like, think about you, it. Like, you get us past the 50, unless we get sacked or something crazy, we're getting three points. Imagine if he played in a dome. Oh, my oh. God. And think we're, about we're this. Denver. Think about this, though. Let's say it's, let's say, like, you know, it comes down to the, the end of a half and we get a punt back to us and we do a, one of those, one of those, like, not often seen fair catch free kicks. You mean because the Super Bowl is going to be played in a dome, right? Just saying. And you get a fair catch, like say, say you get the opportunity at a, a fair catch free kick. 
with you know a, a second or two left in the half and, and he boots some crazy 75 yard field goal like he could do it i mean that, you're right I, I keep forgetting so far as a dome here's a scenario we're up we're up big or or like the game the game's on lock right there's like three seconds left it's like 27 to 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 whatever you name it 14 and and we're set up and we can knee it we could knee it or do you bring out McPherson if, if there's the, a 70-yard distance and you just let him try to break the longest kick in the Super Bowl record? Yeah. I'm, I'm good for if, it. If do I'm it. coach, I'm doing it just because I'm petty like that. Yeah. It, like, like, let's say at that point he's he's got he's got you know two field goals and he's tied Vinatieri's record or something. Like, do it. And you let him do hey, it. Evan, hey, I, hey, I know we're up. Yeah. But do you want to break the record? All right, come on in. Is it too early to start talking? Is it too early to start talking about Joe Burrow maybe not being an eighty-five on Madden? Uh, maybe needs to be. Maybe you want me to, to be... throw my phone right now? Phone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he—he's. How is he still? I, I think the new new updates came out. If I, if what I've been reading is correct, I haven't checked yet myself. Uh, but All somebody right. said he's up to an eighty-six this week. So dig. Um, you, you'll have to dig in my tweets a little bit. I'll find it. I'll retweet it. And I retweeted a tweet like like tag us in it. Tag tag pardon punctuation. Was that the Madden twenty three tweet? I I think so. I'll tag you guys in it. Yeah, I said something along the lines of that like if if Joe Burrow is not a, at least a ninety in the next Madden, then I'll I'll give up on society. And uh, this guy Ocho Ocho Cinco retweeted it, and it just like flew off the handle. So I'm I am on the. I'm on the get him up in the '90s train, man. I'll tag, I'll tag part of the punctuation in it. Can we all agree that we don't want to see, we do not want to see Joe Burrow on the cover, right? No. Yeah, no way. No. We also. Oh, did you see He's there was um, he's six right like, now? That's okay. Right now? okay. That's absurd. <laughs> Unreal. Like, how can they live with themselves? They have no one to answer to. Yeah. Right. Sure. There's no competition. There's no 2K. It's just EA, and they. Yeah. There's. I mean, you have to, again. We talked about this earlier in the show. Competition breeds competition. EA's been so stagnant. Like yeah. The, the franchise is trash. The the their faces are terrible. Bengalorians talked about how bad Joe Mixon looked early in the season. Uh, the, the, it's it's awful. They need to have competitors because yeah. without competitors. Pitchers. I struggled on that word, yes. Um, <laughs> without competitors, though, you do run into the fact that you don't have a better product coming out year after year. And I buy it every year. Like and how is that possible? You hate buy it. We all hate buy it. Yeah. And it's actually the first year I've bought it in about five years. McPherson is an 81. Okay. Is that good for a kicker in that I, game? I have no, no clue, but no. I would argue he's, he's the best kicker uh, in the league right now, so... That needs to be jumped up. What site are you on now? What is this? Just MaddenRatings.com? Yeah, I just found it. Just did Google search. Okay. You have to start with Jamar. You got to find that. Oh, God. Please don't do it to me. What's Jamar? Oh, no. 84. Agreed. Archetype. Deep threat. How about, <laughs> any, how about anywhere threat? Yeah. God, dude, if, we, if they don't update that stuff after we win this game, oh! I do have uh, Bengal. Were you uh, were you rooting for? Did you for one? Did you care? 
uh, one way or the other in the uh, NFC game. Nice job, Ed. It, the like the the Rams Niners. Yeah, like did you have one where you were like where you had like a feeling one way or another like I would rather play. I honest to God, I would rather have played the Rams, um, and not not because they're like not like the Niners are worse or the Rams are better or anything, but like I did not want that storyline and that pressure of these two teams played before all that, you know, like all that, like I did not want that to be, and maybe I'm probably in the minority, but like, that was just, I think that that would have been a lot of pressure just on everyone for it to be that like Niners Bengals Super Bowl again. You know what I mean? And I, again, yeah. I'm probably in the minority. I wanted it. Yeah, I'm sure. You, you, I, I, you wanted all the smoke, Aaron? I wanted yeah. all the smoke. I mean, yeah. this is how you break the curse, though. Like, we've been doing yeah. everything, you know, going through, and it would have been fitting to have the Niners, who we've lost to in the Super Bowl twice, yeah, to to break the curse. You broke the curse of Bo Jackson, and this is where you break the curse of the Super yeah. Bowl, right? Yeah. Like, it just would have made sense. It would have fit the narrative, if you will. The storylines would have been amazing. Yeah. And it's not it, it it isn't out of fear or anything, but like, I just I don't know for some reason I wanted to play the the Rams. I I wouldn't have cared either way because we're gonna do what we do either way. I think, uh, but uh, I I did I I fully admit I think I was wanting the Rams. And... I can say, I uh I don't know if I sent it a text or if I sent it a tweet, but I was like you know, either either or I'm good with it. Like yeah, you know. After seeing what we just did, like you know, we went on the road to to the one seed and yep. then the the one B seed yep. and and you know won those games. Yeah, it wasn't well, easy. It wasn't e- it wasn't easy, and I don't think anybody thought by any stretch that those games were going to be easy wins. Um, I love the fact that we're going to be in their locker room. Yeah. Well, I don't, but I don't think we are because no, we so, are. We're no, the home be, team. Correct, but they share. SoFi Stadium with the Chargers, there are two home locker rooms. Oh, okay. So the Rams are going to get to keep That's their a locker room. I was really hoping we'll that we be, could celebrate in their locker room. And and Joe Burrow is going to be taking up residency in Justin Josh Herbert's locker. So, <laughs> oh god, that, that's funny. Because because then they were they were also bringing up the fact that like Drew Tranquil, the the guy from uh from the Chargers, uh, was like he like tweeted out the. Uh, the box score from the the Bengals Chargers game, and, yeah, how about that? and then uh, I think Jed Demusi retweeted it and said, "Well, he did go to Notre Dame, so he has a uh, like a he puts a lot of uh, weight on the regular season." Uh, so, <laughs> like, not this year. But you know that yeah. So there's there's two home locker rooms in that stadium. Okay, that makes sense. And and apparently the entire top of the stadium is a jumbotron. Speaking of stadiums, I don't know if you guys saw today. I guess they are going to open up Paul Brown Stadium for a watch party for the Super Bowl. How do you guys feel about that? Because I'm just feeling like I don't want to sit outside the elements to possibly a half full stadium watching it on a jumbotron. I'd rather sit at home and chill and eat some wings. I think it would be a cool experience. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, that'd be cold. It might be cold. It could be cold, it could be rainy, like it could be Yeah. What a what a way to experience it though. That would be what? a unique way to say you watched us win our Super Bowl. I would agree. Especially after the snow that's supposed to come Thursday. 
Yeah, yeah. man, we're about to get killed. <laughs> um, but I, I also have an issue paying fourteen dollars for a beer. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, I could spend fourteen dollars on a on a on a, a thirty on a pack of natty and yes. probably another thirty pack of natty and. That's now, why. What, it, what, what if they did something? And you can hide liquor in all those little armor pockets. Okay, all right. Not, not that. Right. Not that anybody. Not that, do that anybody does that. You could cut this, right? You could cut that part, right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, what, what do you What do you think about maybe if instead they did something similar to like how they do opening day and like totally shut down like the banks area, put up like some big screens down there, yeah. open so it all, up, open yeah, it all for pedestrians to go down I, there well, and. I mean, the banks or Fountain Square. They they pretty much do that at the banks right now. I mean, I took in yeah. the, the game from the the Holy Grail the other like uh, two games ago. Yeah, and... on game day, on game day, that road is completely shut down, and it's just like bar central. Yeah, they they have the game on the uh, the Reds jumbotron there. Reds, and... yeah, you put it up there, and then you know maybe put a couple other ones you know around and. Uh... and Fountain Square, like you said, does it too. Yeah, yeah actually. If I'm one of the people who lives on the banks, like with one of the rooms that overlooks like that street right there, I mean that'd be a hell of a setup right there. Just kick yeah. out, put a lawn chair on my on my balcony, and watch it on the jumbotron. And yeah, looks I think like I'd be uh, for that. Bearcat Journal, probably Chad. It's uh, Chad. Says uh, forecast is going to be 34 degrees and partly sunny on Super Bowl Sunday. Ah, uh, well, that's football think, weather, baby. That's not at 6:30 at night. Yeah, that's yeah. in the that's in nah. the day. So. Once, once, uh, once it gets, you know, the sun goes down and you're sitting there on the river, um, uh, I think it might be, might be a little bit cold to be yeah. out down there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not into that. I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to grab a, I, you know what I might try for the first time? Jeff will get this. I think I might, well, this would be the second right time there. I think. Yeah. Right. Uh, I yeah, might grab right a pair. I might grab a brisket. From the butcher shop and uh, smoke a brisket for this game. I'll tell you what I did a I did a uh, I did a seven a seven pound pork shoulder for uh, for this game and we did like pretzel bites and uh, like a fruit tray and a veggie tray which were almost as expensive as the seven pound pork shoulder. The Cerati uh, pretzel bites. No, oh, these, yeah. were, these were just beer cheese. Uh, we they were with cheese, but it was just with like Chad knows what I'm talking ones, about. So. Did they, uh, did, oh, you guys were uh, fellow smokers. Yeah, I do. I do the Traeger on the away games, man. Oh, yeah, that's Jeff's I, a Traeger guy. Yeah, that's what I got rocking outside, and it was yeah. uh, like my. I'm still like we're still we're still eating on the uh, on the pool pork that's that's left. There's probably I don't yeah. know maybe like a pound left in there, but yeah, you uh, put that on a soft taco and maybe yeah. a little pickled onion, nachos. Yeah. Ooh, we do pork. Ooh, we do duck. We do venison. I do bacon. I do. I don't know if you've ever smoked an egg, a hard-boiled egg. I haven't. Oh, yet, I've, I've, heard, try that. I've heard that it's uh, an experience. It's good. It's good, man. So welcome to part of the punctuation where we talk about smoking meat. <laughs> right? Was that? Was that? Uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who popped into like a Zoom call at the beginning of the pandemic, it's like, "Hi, welcome to my backyard where I'm smoking meat." Sweet baby Ray's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jesus. So we had a nice little spread. It was just like my my uh, my oldest is is Dirt like that, that journal. Barbecue nachos are the shit. There you go. Oh, yep. Damn right they are. There it is. Yep. But like my my oldest is big time into you know he's kind of falling in love with football this year. You know, he started playing back in the in the fall, and so it's like it. 
it's taken over. He was he was having a rough, he doesn't understand. So like we've talked about this before, is like he doesn't understand uh having any like rooting for a team that's not successful uh because yeah. uh, he's growing up in the in the Luke Fickle era and and the yep. and now like the Bengals so like he, he it, it it hits him kind of hard when you know they're not dominating right off the rip and so when it was 21 to 3 he was like trying to justify to himself like a whole lot of different things in his 8 year old head and yeah. you know I had to like sit him down and be like look he, it's it's all right like they are good to, like you don't realize like your mom and i like we we had season tickets and we went down there and it, sat through you know two and 14 seasons and like we you have it very very good and they it's going to be yeah. good for a long time so like you know they, they're in the afc championship if this turns out the way you know if, if nobody scores another point in this game either way and they lose like yeah it sucks yeah, but it you know this is going to be the norm is getting getting this far in the playoffs. Like this is what this is what we're here for. So like you know, but we have Joe Burrow, so things are going to turn around very quickly. That's what I told my kids. I said, look, we're, you're going to watch Bengals games, but as soon as that's over, I'm going to make you rewatch a Jaguars game so you know what I had to go through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Bengo, before before we let you go, as we're rounding up the uh, the Bengals talk here. I know that it's still a week and a half. We, we CJ Uzama is TBD at this time. And we, we don't obviously know entirely what the matchups are going to be, but we have a pretty good idea at this point. So you are absolutely allowed to tweet us if you decide to change your prediction. But have you given a prediction, any type of thought at this point in time? Oh, man. Well, it's Bengals win, obviously. Hundred percent. I, I, I honest to God, it's it's gonna be a shootout, man. It's gonna be like a, like a thirty-eight, thirty-four, a, a thirty-one, twenty-seven. I think it is. I really do. And and we very well may be looking at another uh, shooter McPherson victory lap. Yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah. Did you see? I don't want. I want us. I, I want it to be thirty-four, three Bengals. But I mean, <laughs> the Super Bowl. We're not playing the the Cotter Puff teams anymore, man. This is the chip. Fair enough. Uh, have you guys seen that that CPS already gave the kids a day off? Yeah. How cool. Yeah. It's multiple schools, man. It's CPS, Loveland. Yep. Um, when I got a whole list of them right Ross. here. I'm not going to work. I'm not going. My, to work. My, my <laughs> of course, kid. you're not going to work. No, I told, I told I told my boss. I was like, he was like, did you put leaving uh, yet? And I was like, for what? For the 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 uh, what is it? The fourteenth. And, and Valentine's I like, Day. I feel like that goes without saying. You know, I'm not coming to work. <laughs> yeah, it's Finneytown, Lachlan, Kings Local, Franklin City, Indian Hill, wow. Sycamore, Loveland, and that's just the at like 5:30 this afternoon. I wow. mean, I, I, I've seen that. I, I've seen a lot of these schools like uh, are are like raising money for like Sam Hubbard's, you know, his, his foundation Big that time. he's got, or like this yeah. or that. And if they hit a certain number. Then they are gonna, yeah. Then they can have the day off. Like my kids' school, they do a walkathon at the beginning of the year, and if they raise a certain amount of money, then they're all, then they get the day after the Super Bowl off. And so, and that's it. Doesn't matter who's playing in it. You know, obviously they they do yeah. it every year if they raise enough money. So like, so like they, they were already like said, off. Definitely, definitely not going to the work to work the next day after the Super Bowl. But do we know how like a parade would occur? 
It'll like, probably be on like Wednesday. We've, like, we've never done this before. We yeah, have no yeah. idea. We have no idea how this works. It's usually like it's usually like two, three or four days afterwards, right? So right, like just, Thursday probably. The only just, parade I'm that I'm aware of is the opening day up. parade. I'll just take the week. I'm gonna go on a bender. You're gonna see me running down down vine <laughs> naked with my helmet on. I have a new boss. Like I just uh just started a new position. And she, I think she pretty much already understands that if the Bengals yeah. win the Super Bowl, I, I won't. I've already have a half day on that day because I have to take the dog up training. Yeah. Uh, but I probably won't come in that day, and I probably won't come in the day of a parade. Well, and yeah. just remember, it's Valentine's Day that Monday. Hey, I purchased a Valentine's Day present a month ago. The NFL should have should have really scheduled this whole thing better to not yeah. have Valentine's Jeez. Day the day after. Thanks the a lot Super for the Bowl. extra week. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle might get a Joe Burrow jersey for Christmas. Hey, there you go. Hey, you could go down there and get one of the uh, Super Bowl fashion jerseys that they're really. Those are the black ones. Fire look, those are pretty those fire, fire looking. I what like do you want to tell Joe Burrow right now? Take me to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> and that's how Ed lost his wife. There you go. Oh, she would actually like it, probably. We're gonna yeah. be honest. She bought herself a shirt in the airport today. I, I thought you meant Joe Burrow is what she would like. Oh, uh, because she. Yeah, I would. That, yeah that's fair. Look at him. No, no, no I, can't, I, can't, hey, I can't get mad at her for that. <laughs> hey, why'd your wife leave you, Joe Burrow? Can't get mad about that. Nope. Well, Have well you done. Seen his sunglasses? Yeah. Right. I think she has a pair, to be honest. But does everybody does? Jeez. I mean, at that point, you, you pretty much have to get a custom jersey number nine that just says "cuck" on the back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. On that note, Bengo, we'll let you get out of here. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We do appreciate it, sir. And uh, we we got we got a a, roughly a week and a half to just just relish this moment and uh, enjoy the fuck out of the Super Bowl. Yeah, baby. Watch highlights repeatedly after we win. Looking forward. Absolutely. Love you guys. See you later. See you guys. Who day? Who day? What a fun segment that was. That was actually a lot of fun. I couldn't wait till this week to talk about Bengals. Oh, man. I was. I wanted to call an emergency pod on Sunday night. I kept texting. Aaron would not text back. I had to drive home. I was driving home. Okay, so you you put the phone. You saw what Brady did last night. You just put the phone up and. I was was riding home. I was not sober. Yeah, there there was no. I I was not in in condition for an emergency podcast. I can tell you that right now. Well, I would have cried in the middle of it, but I was I, there. I would have, I would, I, I might have just like fallen asleep right here against the mic. So uh, it was. That's it, just it's one of those things. Like I went out. Did you guys go out and get newspapers? No, I forgot. I'm in Athens. Oh, but you came home. I wonder if the Athens paper had anything. Oh yeah, you uh, should. I, I bet there was kind of. A, there might have been a cool logo one, maybe sure with his. They, they were probably all bought out. If we're being completely honest. Yeah. Well, like I would like have I, to be out like first thing. I went to the gas station and, and grabbed myself a paper, and then uh, my buddy from high school that I, I I have talked about on here before that I text back and forth with. Um, he lives in California and is going to the Super Bowl. I asked him if he could put me in his backpack. He said no, um, but I still got him a newspaper, and I'll be uh, I'll be sending him his newspaper. And then my brother-in-law who lives uh, in Tennessee, I, I grabbed one for him. I'm hoping um, they give the kids out here that Monday off um, with, with Joe being the Athens boy 
and and just give the kids in Athens the day off. But they've had so many snow days already that yeah. Hey, I forgot to mention this. Get this. I got a friend who uh, is working and living in London right now um, for England? work. Or Ohio. No, London, England. My guy, right after the Super Bowl, or right after the game on Sunday, bought tickets and is flying from London to L.A. to watch the Super Bowl and then flying back to London. That's not I wish I had that kind of money. Right? God. Yeah, I wish I did too. Well, well his wife told me couldn't fly first crap first crap. First class, so that's friend of the podcast, Chad Brendel here to grace us with his presence. Who day? Hey, I I had a different conversation with my child today. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's I, right. Yep, that's oh. sad. Yeah, but I had to explain to my child that look, I I know that as long as Travis Kelsey is with the Chiefs, that you're going to be a fan of the Chiefs, but you're going to have to get through Joe Burrow every year, and it doesn't look good for you right now. <laughs> she got she got her Kelsey jersey today. It showed up today, and she's oh. been running around the house with it on uh, all day. Sounds like uh, that's like a, that's a solid consolation prize. I think so. They're they're just going to have to score more points in the first half than every possession. Um, or or you know, a lot of, a lot of a lot of people at at twenty one to three had to comfort their child. Uh, at at twenty seven twenty four, I had to humble mine. Mm, I thought you were gonna say you had, I thought you were gonna say you had, I thought you were gonna say you had to comfort Mike Boston. Was she was she was she rubbing it in a little bit in the uh in the first half oh, yeah. there? Oh yeah, when he got his touchdown, she was running around the house like you you know you you, you can't you can't handle this like we're 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 walking away with this thing. Uh were you getting then, close to reminding her who keeps the roof over her head? No, nah, because you know it's <laughs> I was, I was, that was me as a kid. Right. You know? oh. I mean, that's so, any good sport. That's any good sports fan. Yeah, by the way, you know, if, by the way, if you're listening, Mike, that was a joke. I promise. So I had to, you know, I had to put her in her place a little bit. I just, I, you know, had to, had to let her know that she was, she was very convinced all week that this was going to be a bad week for Bengals fans and that she was going to, she was going to get to enjoy the fruits of her labor uh and being named after jason kelsey no big deal just just being named after one pro bowler claiming to be named after the other pro or i'm sorry soon to be hall of famer right being named after one hall of famer and claiming that you're named after another hall of famer uh the fruits of her labor she doesn't even know what lost tastes like (laughs) she does now She does now. I I did what a good dad would do, and I made her understand that you lost, and uh, you're gonna have to enjoy the uh, Bengals week for the next two weeks. And if you wear that Travis Kelsey jersey to school, understand that the boys are gonna kick your like they're gonna talk shit nonstop, yep. and you are gonna be relentless. Like it doesn't matter to them that you're named after him, even if you were named after him. It doesn't matter. They're gonna be hanging the L's, right? <laughs> right. Like we like have a, like that gift, the L, 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 right. L, L. My the my oldest plays basketball. I know I play, talk a lot about him, but he plays basketball, and, and so like I, I help coach the team. And on Wednesday of last week, we had practice. All the kids start showing up. They're all you know still they're still jazzed about the the win over the Titans, whatever. 
well one of the kids comes in and he's one of the better better players on the team and he's wearing a uh a patrick mahomes like t-shirt jersey yeah right and literally he walks in the gym and they all like encircled him and booed him yeah just relentlessly and so then like we were a little bit later in practice we were talking about like outlet passes and and this kind of thing and one of the kids is like yeah not like patrick mahomes throws because those will get intercepted (laughs) i mean they were just like just relentless on each other and i was like hey all right like we've had our fun like let's not run him off the team because we might not score without him keep it around I, but i just i just have to warn her like it, yeah. i know you're brash i know you're loud like your dad can't imagine you, where she got that from but right. if you wear that jersey to school you're gonna get killed they lost like the Bengals won the chiefs lost you might want to keep that one at home until next year and it, i was gonna say and if the Bengals win the super bowl like there's no good time to wear it until like <laughs> Until, until the, the Chiefs until, until they the play draft. again, you can get away well, with it into the draft, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but for her, like, uh, in, until they play again, and then if the Chiefs win, then you can wear it. But they're still the boys are still going to be like, "Oh yeah, you won the regular season game, but we won the Super Bowl, bitch!" Like, <laughs> right? And Burrow's like, Burrow's two and zero on him, like, right? And, and uh, it's just it, it 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 warms my heart. That there are so many kids, like, and new fans that are just so excited about the Bengals because yeah. there, there very well could have been this, like, it's just like I mean, we're part of like a quote unquote lost generation of like, oh, we're, but we're not. Fans, we all like we're all old enough to have lived through eighty eight, ninety, and ninety two. Like, I, I was we very, very young. young. Of course, we yeah. were very, very young, but we were alive. Like, we we don't. Think about the fans born in 1993 on. Right. And what I'm saying is like. They didn't have anything. But then you've got like, there there were kids that were my age, like in my grade and around it, that as you hit it, as we hit the like eight, nine, 10, when you start to like, maybe that's when like, hey, I want to be a fan of this team or this team or this team that we're picking like, you know, the Patriots or the Steelers or like other Cowboys. other teams like Cowboys like whatever like they there weren't a lot of people who you know were wanting to be like yep I'm a Bengals fan like I've got my Kajana Carter jersey upstairs still <laughs> that like is like beat to hell and back it's been you know like all the numbers are you know faded off like the they're all coming off of the the jersey like my wife wore it to work the other day she was like. Look, uh, I got this out of your closet. I was like, "That's my Kajana Carter jersey. Like, it might disintegrate while you're wearing it. Like, be careful with that." Even though he didn't play very much for the the Bengals. Chad, 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 you get that? You get that Cervati? There's a Cervati. You get that Cervati sponsor yet? Not yet. I'm trying. All right. (laughs) I'm still working on it. What about Bucky's? Maybe what I got left. Can we have the Cervati sponsorship? <laughs> yeah. we, we can be part of the punctuation presented by Bucky's. Can we do that? No, look, Jeff, I found, I don't know if I told you on this podcast, I found a place in Texas that'll yeah, send that you tech yeah, snacks. Yeah. Yep. You plug, we, we plugged it last week. Yep. Yeah. I, I was over at my parents' house uh, the other day and I walk in the kitchen and they have a bottle of Carolina Reaper hot sauce with the Bucky's dude on it. And I was like, 
are you kidding me? I was like, did you get me one of those? And they're like, no. And I said, well, maybe I I'll guess smoke some I got, jerky. I, the I said, I guess I got to reach, reach out to Chad's guy uh, in the underground Bucky's market <laughs> and get my own Carolina Reaper sauce. All right. And you don't really smoke jerky. You got to dehydrate it after you smoke it. You I put on smoke before it comes out really good. So yeah, but so, that's not that's not jerky. So Chad, before we before we tie a bow on this whole Bengals conversation, you did hop on. We just I, I know you were watching and you saw Bengalorian just hopped off. But do you have any other thoughts you wanted to add to our Bengals conversation before we move on to uh, what was the ECU game prior to the Bengals game and talk about uh, a little bit about what the Bengals did or I'm sorry the Bearcats did today down at the senior bowl and get out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Give more love to Lou Anarumo. Right. Everybody wanted to run that dude. Like everybody wanted him fired last year. Get Zach Taylor fired. Did you listen to the beginning of the but, show? What? No. Were you listening? Okay. So we did, we did definitely give Lou Anarumo some love. We were talking about how this, this group of coaches, largely the, the coordinators and Zach Taylor were put together three years ago and it was the last people that anybody wanted. We couldn't get anybody to come here for a bit. We struggled to get coordinators in general. And these guys were put together at the bottom of the pair at the bottom of the barrel. We scraped out what we could to put together an OC, a DC and a head coach because we had to wait for Zach Taylor after the Super Bowl. Sure. And so everybody else was already taken at that point for the most part. Well, here's the thing. Two, like a, a a year ago, go back to to two thousand, like whatever, not last year, but the year before, when they signed Trey Waynes and DJ Reader and like that whole group of free agents that that it was a lost season for all of them because all of them got hurt, and we didn't know. Like, that was the thing. We talked about this last night on the BVP. We had no idea what this defense was going to look like because we had only seen, like, three of the guys play together. Mm -hmm. Hubbard, Bates, like, Von Bell came in last year and was right. really good. But, like, Awuzier and, and you know, so many of these Hilton. different – Hendrickson. Hendrickson. um you even talk like Logan Wilson and the young linebackers who cut their teeth last year. We had no idea what this defense was going to look like. And Lou Anarumo hit a homer. Did you see the, um, the Orlovsky piece today? No, I miss it. So they showed him. Was this the flashback? Yeah. In, like September where he was like in the summer and what it was long. I would think it was like July or August where he was like, if you give Joe Burrow the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, Joe Burrow is going to win a Super Bowl this year. And Stephen A. Smith was like, ah, yeah, ah, you, cra you crazy white boy. Ah. And he was right. Like, it, it, all it took was, do the Bengals have a competent, competitive, complete defense? And if they do... Joe Burrow's got a chance to win a championship. No, I mean it's and Lou it, Anarumo, like evident. well, that guy, that guy went from ready to be fired to in the conversation for being somebody else's head coach. Right, and we talked about that a little bit tonight. That's we a hell talked, of a come up. We also talked about the fact that like 
even with Eli Apple, Bangalorean thought that uh, we brought in Eli Apple just to be another guy, like to be just a, a the you know the the fourth or the fifth guy on the on this team, and instead he's become the dude, and you know changes scenery. Like I don't think that he necessarily brought him in. We, we brought up you know that whole iron sharpens iron, competition breeds competition type thing, and bringing in an Eli Apple who's all of a sudden come up to. I think he's. It lets Mike Hilton comfortably fall into the slot position, where I think he's more comfortable uh, defending the slot. And you know, a Wuzier on one side, Eli Apple on the other, and he's you know basically your number two guy at this point. But we didn't know what we had when we had a Trey Wayne who's oft injured at this point. I, I think that's about the nicest thing you can say. Um, oh, shitty. Um, Darius Phillips, who can't <laughs> seem to f- figure out his way onto the field outside of fielding fair catch punts um you know i mean it's just we we didn't the cupboard was fairly bare so bringing in eli apple was absolutely a good thing and i don't know when lou brought him in i don't think he brought him in truthfully to be a fourth fifth sixth no, guy they, on were, roster. they were scrambling to, to add corners correct and I, I think that obviously this move paid off in dividends and I, I again i'll say it that i think that he's the most improved player on this team he still has his moments yeah, as anybody does, especially at corner. Yeah, but did you see the uh, the Coach B? Are you got like you? Do you guys do the Coach B stuff? I saw you. Uh, I saw you uh, retweeted earlier today. Wait, it was hilarious. The, is, is he like? Is he the dude from that? Like he's on like McAfee a lot. No, 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 no. It's different. This is a a, a dude that does like videos. Oh, where oh, he, oh. yes, and he's like. My favorite part about the whole one, the Bengals Chiefs one, was like, you got yellow gloves, you got yellow shoes, you're pissing down your leg. <laughs> when, when P, when, when, that was on the P Ryan touchdown, right? Yeah, and then yeah. and then he and then they cut, and he does this this like Carter, I think is his name, is always the white guy, and he's got like the white wig on, and so he did it with Burrow, and he's got the chains, and Eli Apple is like, I saved the season, bro, I saved the season. Check this hit out. We ain't going to the Super Bowl if I don't make this hit. And and Burrow's like, uh huh. And they show the hit live. And then he's like, wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on Twitter. And he goes to Twitter and he's like, wait, Rihanna got pregnant. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> it's so the parody of it, the like it, the 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 like the level of jokes that he's getting to are so funny if you if you follow that guy. It's great. Yes, he is a because he he, he did, did a couple with he UC Houston. Yeah, he did one the other night that was the Lakers, and it like he did the person doing the video as Russ, and he did it with that the cutout shirt, like the T-shirt that Russ wore, with the like the whole like like it like it was a chick crop top or like shirt showing yeah. off their cleavage, and he's standing there with like he's sitting there with the thing and sh- like blasting people. You know, the your mama jokes are fantastic. Like it's it's so good. It's so good. But he did one Bengals Bengals Chiefs that was outstanding. Yep. I know who you're talking about now. Funny. And I'm just crushing these Cervantes pretzel bites with the beer cheese. If anybody from Cervantes is watching, <laughs> Cervantes, if you need to, if you would like to sponsor the podcast, just email <laughs> pardon the punctuation at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or yeah, maybe Instagram. My DMs are open too. Hit me up. Um, so moving on. 
Unless you have anything else on the Bengals. Who day? Who day? Oh, wait Somebody's a minute. Did... pretzel bites are great for the Super Bowl. It's what you want to have at your Super Bowl party. I did see that Lord Crew did shotgun a can of Skyline Chili Skyline, after the game, yeah. which hopefully will get him to the Super Bowl with Jim Ursay. And that's your your brother. It's my stepbrother, yeah. All right, yeah. So the best part of that, while we're here, and we're in the trust tree here, right? Nobody's listening. Sure. <laughs> Just a bunch of people. While we're while we're like wrapping up the Super Bowl party at my house, which was just me, my wife, Kelsey, my dad, and my stepmom, who was his mom. He's calling her like uh because he ripped his jersey off, threw it on the ground, but then when he shotgun in skyline, the skyline is just spilling down mm-hmm. his it's face, beard. and then he spikes the can. And he calls her and he's like, Mom, how do I get Skyline out of this jersey? Because <laughs> it's a nice one, too. It's a brand new Chase jersey. Oh, yeah. We need to get we need to get Sean on here next week. Like next week. You guys would like he's a die. Like he's as diehard a Bengals fan as you will ever get. All right. And he's a wrestling guy. Ed, so I, him ben. and Ed. We shouldn't have too much to talk about. We'll see if this game happens on Thursday or not. With white death moving in. Well, Sunday's going to happen. I just meant the Thursday game. Yeah, but the podcast isn't until Tuesday. Correct. Right, but so he's Sunday only have one happen. game to talk about. We'll at least have the Houston game is going to happen with a very important official visitor coming for the Houston game. Oh, is it? I exactly know who. who is. If you want to know who, you know how you know Ed? BearcatJournal.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Know. I'm thinking the Memphis game. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm talking about a recruit, a 2023 five-star uh, recruit. Head on over to uh, BearcatJournal.com, and you can find out all the information. You do need to subscribe, and it's worth every dime. Website get, is linked at the bottom of the description of this fact, video. It might be too cheap. 60% off through midnight on Wednesday. It certainly so, is too oh, cheap. I got to change that. Certainly is too cheap. All right, so we're going to talk about ECU. Did either of you actually watch the game? I know. I watched, no, no. I you know why I get to watch the game? Because you can't watch ESPNU games. Because you. <laughs> but I listened to, to it on the radio. Channels. You you paid for ten channels for your your cable option. But I listened to it on the radio. I Jeff, was able to catch. I was able to catch like the second half of it. We had things in the morning. I mean, that's that's where it got interesting, anyway. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts after the game, Jeff? After we're back, we're on we're on basketball now. On um, basketball gotta, now, yes, ECU. I mean, you just got to find a way to win those games. Like it was like, a shit show. It it was like from what I saw, I think shit show is putting it lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the flow just it's got like scoring has to come around a little bit better than what we've been seeing. You know, we got to get back on those hot streaks. Um, I just, you, you hold them to five field goals in the first half, all of them threes. Well, I missed that part. So like, I, yeah, but that was it. Five field goals, all of them threes. The rest was, was free throws. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was was a, they, they didn't make it two in the first half. Not one, not, not, uno. 
I, I will tell you this as the second half, like we, we've got to find a way to finish games um, that, that we're winning and winning handily. And just it, instead of like, it just seems like, I don't know if the energy level falls off or they just hit this wall where it, it's probably like my brother-in-law sent me a message and was like, yeah, he's a big, big fan. We talked about him before he, it's the like the worst shooting team that I've, as far as like streaky goes, because then they can turn around and hit, you know, 14 threes and, and look like they can beat anybody. And then you turn around and you're up against the 11 and eight East Carolina pirates. And you let, you know, Vance Jackson had like another giant game. What do you have? Like almost 30 points again? Uh, 25, I think 25 ish, you know? Yeah. Let, <laughs> let that happen. So it is what it is. I mean, they're going to, obviously we've talked about it before. This team was put together in 30 days. It was put together from uh, a skeleton of what was left. Uh, and, you know, the, the cupboard was a little bit bare. Um, yeah. I'm still, you know, still pretty happy with, I mean, they're, they're still kind of on this like weird bubble talk edge of, you know, they're in the distance here on the bubble. If you look through it. And, well, this uh, week, this week kind of tells you're gonna the story, have, right? Make a break. You're, make you're make have, a break. You got two huge games, potentially. Like, obviously, Aaron said, like, Thursday might not happen, um, depending on what the weather does. Um, I, from what I saw earlier, it does look like it's, like, the temperatures are going up, so it might just be rain for us down here. Um, I'm seeing we, different on... Or ice. Yeah. Uh, if it the warmer it gets, the more it's likely to be ice. Well, I was seeing like forty degrees, high thirties, is what it's like starting to roll to. But obviously that that it's cha- that that was that was like three hours ago, and it don't worry, guys can change I, here and there. But I just bought an electric snow shovel, so we're not going to get here's, here, here's the problem, Jeff. You're looking at Wednesday. Wednesday is not the problem. Thursday, Thursday, night. Thursday is the problem. Thursday high thirty three, low eighteen. So tomorrow it's going to rain its ass off like over half an inch up to an inch of rain. I guess the temperature, well, the temperature is not going to start dropping until like two o'clock. Yeah. But, but Thursday is the problem. Yeah. Thursday it's going to be, the temperature is going to start coming down regardless. The game against Memphis is huge on, on Thursday and then Houston on, on Sunday Sunday. and that can really either make or send you to we've got to win the conference tournament to to have a chance. Yep. And I I mean, I I think obviously like Memphis is a a team that, you know, you could, you're either playing a team that doesn't want to be on the court or you're playing a team that is, you know, full of a bunch of high end recruits that, they're going to get together. up to play Cincinnati. Like that's there's right. <laughs> they're not going to yeah. get up to play ECU and Tulsa and Tulane and like whatever. But when Cincinnati shows up on the schedule, they're going to be like, "All right, let's go!" Like we're ready. Yeah. We're ready to fight. So obviously, those two games are are important. Um, like I said, like I didn't get to see a whole lot of the the game against East Carolina. I did see the end of it. I saw you know, I guess there was some some uh questionable like no calls on some fouls on things here and there obviously i've said it before i don't like blaming refs in football i don't like blaming refs in basketball but if it's egregious you need to call it 
Um, I'm not a fan of ticky tack fouls, but egregious. You need to call it. But you have to find a way to win that game. They did find a way to win it. They got, you know, they got Julius on that amazing <clears throat> putback. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about getting some rebounds and putting the ball back up. That's what you're looking for. Um, and, and they, they did, you know, it's a, it's a team that's going to win ugly. And it, at the end of the day, you look at it, it's a W and you move on and never, never go back there ever again. Ed, I know, I know, you're on mute, Ed. Um, but I know you caught the game, and this team stands currently at 16 and five. So watching that game, or, or I'm sorry, listening to that game, I wasn't even trying to make a joke at that point. I'm sorry. Okay, sure. I swear. Um, but listening to the game, um, you know, and you're hearing this team figure out how to win this game. But as you just kind of take a look at the whole season, as they currently stand at 16 and five, first off. I, I said this last night. I didn't expect them to be at sixteen and five. Um, but what were your thoughts listening to Dan? Dan wasn't even on the call. I think it was Mo and Terry. It was Mo um, and Terry. Yeah. Uh, but what were your thoughts as you listened and heard the uh, the call for the the putback game winner? Uh, it was a struggle the whole game. Um, the putback game winner was great. I mean, it was it was needed. I I had to pull over to the side of the road uh, just so I wouldn't wouldn't crash. Um, but um, I mean, you know, you said it. We weren't expected to be this good so far. I, I don't think I expected them to be this good this far as e- either. I think we got a little ahead of ourselves um, at the beginning when we after the Illinois win. Illinois win. I think we got a little ahead of ourselves, and we're like, okay, well, this could be a team. But you know, people still get on the Twitter and the Facebook, and they're still saying that you know, Wes isn't the coach. He doesn't play Bearcat stuff. He again, he put the team together in thirty days this is a season for him to get to know the city for the players to get to know the way he, he plays for us to get to know the way he plays. And next year, hopefully after some recruiting and getting some of his guys in, just like we had to let uh, Zach Taylor do or, um, or Luke fickle, Luke fickle, Luke fickle, fickle or exactly. Bob Huggins or Mick Cronin, or I mean, well, Mick, you, Mick you name, you name six, but you named successful coaches here, not at the beginning of his season. I know, I know, I know. Come on, man. I know. No, but come on. We have, to, <laughs> we have to keep that in mind as, as Bearcat basketball fans. Like this team has overachieved for this year. Absolutely. This coach will he will get he look, he played for UNC or UNC. Yes, he, he did play he, for yeah, UNC. He played I almost said he won Greensboro. a national championship at UNC. Right. He he knows how to coach. He's been underneath a coach before. Uh, uh, we're gonna be fine. Like Brian Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> oh, the spinning video. I just meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Can you? Can, I, 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 I almost I mean, have to log off right now. Like it's not going to yeah. get any better than that. I almost have to just be show. done. That's been <laughs> another episode of Bar the Function. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to watch, and then you know I'll see you guys later. <laughs> He's gone. Okay, he really did leave. And Aaron, I tweeted Brady. I tweeted Brady earlier this week after that video came out. Just wanted to confirm with him that that you know Luke does not have one of those machines in the shed or in the in the barn. Um, because I don't ever want to see anything like that. I mean, the machine is fine. I don't think like, you have to just... worry about that. 
So you just want to do like a 360 it. video, that's fine, but we don't need our coach dancing up behind yeah. uh, the recruit. Again, I don't think you have to worry about that here. That's that's some ridiculous stuff. I don't <laughs> judge dropped off. But anyways, that's my thoughts uh, so far in this season. I get to watch the games this, this week, hopefully Thursday, definitely Sunday. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've heard a rumor on Twitter that well, maybe not with this weather now, but I heard a rumor on Twitter that King and Martin might come back for this Memphis game this week. Uh, check out the game. Yeah, we so. we all saw Demar say the same thing, or or what appeared to be that. I, I'm not sure that. I wasn't trying to say I had. No, no, no. I, I'm, just, oh, okay. I'm just saying I I don't know if he was doing voice to text or or voice to tweet, if you will, or yeah, what happened with that with that the. I wrote the tweet for him. I was, I was, con- it's that it looked like that. Yes. That's, that's yeah, on brand. That's what it looked like. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this theme has certainly overachieved. Uh, at this point in time, like I said, I, I did not expect them to be 16 and five. I think I expected them more with about seven losses at this point, um, to where we're looking. I, I, I don't know that 20 is outlandish at this point. I, I think that 2021, 20, 22 is, is very achievable. We don't um, go to the we don't go to the NCAA tournament, do we? If you beat Houston at least once, that's true. If you beat Houston twice, that's everything. Because then you have two top fifteen wins against Houston and a top ten win against Illinois. Who's going to beat you in the bubble with that? That's nobody. Nobody. Hey, there's so like real three quick, new Hootay songs out now. Yeah, there people are jumping on the bandwagon with that, and I'm okay with it. Uh, so uh, I think we probably wrapped up what was uh, a, a forgetful win against uh, sure. East Carolina, and then there was uh, I think a, a little football going on uh, with a Reese's Senior Bowl. The Reese's Senior Bowl is going to be Saturday at 2.30 on NFL Network. Um, there are six Bearcats playing in that game. You're going to have quarterback Desmond Ritter, running back Jerome Ford, wide receiver Alec Pierce, linebacker Darian Beavers, defensive back, cornerback um, Kobe Bryant, and who am I missing? My J. Sanders. My J. Sanders, defensive end. Um, put a guy on his ass today. Cook Cook is not going to be Brian Cook is not going to be in the game safety Brian Cook um, as he is rehabbing uh, after surgery uh, we found that out from Brady uh, last night um, that he's been working in the locker room just trying to rehab his after post surgery um, so he did have to bow out of that game otherwise there would have been seven seniors in that game um, but yeah no I mean I'm I'm curious as to why Sauce isn't in that game but. Yeah, I mean, I have to, I have to think maybe they they sent him an you know an invite. Maybe he maybe turned that one down. Slightly declined. Know. Yeah, he's you know just I concentrating mean, he, on doing on doing some say, stuff. Like, well, he's also projected anywhere from top ten to <laughs> at least first I've, round. So I've seen got, as high as five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you got to be really careful not to get injured anytime between now and then. For sure. So well, I, and, and you don't want to you know. I mean, injury is obviously the biggest, the biggest thing. And if you're going to, you're one of those guys, like he's not going to, the thing is, is he's not going to improve his draft stock to where he's going to go number one overall. Right. So like 
he he's likely very likely to be the first cornerback off the board um and and do so very high in the first round well and i'd be surprised if he didn't play in the uh in the pro the the pro day at cincinnati um i'm yeah. sure he'll put something on tape there um only played three years not yeah. a senior important to be i don't know i thought that that was the case with jerome ford but jerome ford maybe i thought i don't know um <laughs> in any case um yep you already put that up there oh uh, yeah um Maje looked fantastic today. Darian Beavers uh, actually got some pressure on Dez in one of the uh, drills today. Um, Kobe improved his stock, according to one of the analysts I saw reporting, was... uh, along with Jerome Ford. Um, but everything that I saw from everybody on tape, I can't imagine that Darian Beavers and Maje weren't also on that list of guys who improved their stock. I saw, uh, I, I think he's a, he's a Steelers uh, I forget his name, but he's a Steelers writer, Steelers, you know, beat guy, whatever. He's out, and he he said flat out that Darian Beavers is the best linebacker there. Yeah, and that's very encouraging. Um, you you'd love to see that for especially a local kid, Colerain High School kid. Um, from a who, kid, from a kid that was like a wide receiver, cornerback, like yeah, like a defensive I mean, back. And then they then they monster factory or giganticized him at, at UC and <laughs> turned him into a monster over there. Like it, there, there has, I didn't see anybody write anything bad about a UC player so far through the practices that have occurred at the senior bowl. And then the, the tape that, that came out. Um, okay. Ford played four years to a Bama to a UC. I'm not sure that his first year was actually included as a, a played year. But That's how you yeah. do math, especially at Northwest. I'm pretty sure his first year was a red shirt year. Anyway, go on. But I know I know we saw uh there there is tape on Twitter, uh little video clips of some of the things that uh your Bearcats were doing down there at the uh the senior bowl. There's several uh nice little pass breakups that um Kobe had that, uh, Kobe had. And then Alec uh, Pierce was Alec, leaping Alec over Pearson everyone. Was, was mossing people left and right. And there's a picture of him and it's like it's the same picture we see of him everywhere, jumping up over the top of somebody catching it. And like the the ridiculous veins that were like in his forearm in this picture, even from like the other side of the field, it's just insane. Um, and then Maje put uh, a Minnesota offensive, tackle. offensive lineman yeah. uh, on his rear end. And I believe, uh, so like he, there was one where he, he, he was getting blocked and he uh, kind of chopped through it. Um, and got around him. It should probably still be a successful block, but it was, you know it was good good to see that. And then on the very next play, he beat the you know he he bull rushed right through him. And the only way the the kid from Minnesota could handle it was to grab him by his shoulder pads and fall straight back and pull him to the ground, which we all know it's holding. <laughs> you can't do. Um, so he and from what everybody else has been saying, um, he has acquitted himself very well. Uh, Chad's now back. Um, <laughs> How do you so, not understand the difference here? I thought that his first year at Alabama was a redshirt year. He still went to school. I, I get it. Just saying. I understand he Sauce, has Sauce is not a senior. 
He can't play in the senior bowl. I, th- I thought they made exceptions for third years who were jumping out. No, third Dude. years are not. They make exceptions for fourth years that graduate with a red shirt. Like, okay. the, if you are, if you've gone to school and graduated from school and completed four years of college, that you're a senior. So you can play in the senior bowl. If you declare early so after your third year, you're a junior and you would have to play in the junior bowl and they don't have one of those. There's nothing that makes sauce a senior. Can we make a, a Bearcat journal junior bowl? Yeah. Sponsored by skyline chili or the Holy grail. I'm, or something? Down, I'm down with the junior bowl. I think those guys, like there's a lot of really like the most talented guys leave after three years. Right. Well, and they probably a, a lot of them probably still have stuff to prove to get elevated up. So yeah, I'd sure, be all down. But, I'd be but so down for a but, junior. But Just but not junior bowl. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, but they they don't qualify as seniors because they they never actually had a senior year. All right, that's fair. So Jerome did redshirt his first year at Alabama, but he went to college. Like you went to high school for four years. Even if you didn't try your first year, you're still a senior at the end of four years. I, I, didn't, try my, I didn't try my senior year. I, I tried the other years. I was already you redshirted your senior year. Yeah, I, I got the coast senior year. <laughs> Senioritis is a thing. Um, sure. Is there anything we we missed from uh, the senior bowl yeah, who uh, that you were listening today, to, Chad? To what you saw today, Chad? Uh, Maja. Like it, it wasn't just. I know a lot of the clips were uh, the pass rushing clips, but there was a bunch of stuff from him, like in run defense, where in a four, like the switch to the three, three, five, I think really hurt like Maje being what Maje is best at. And he's going to get into a four, three defense in the NFL and be a nightmare. So you expect him to be more successful in a 4-3 versus a 3-4 defense next level? Yeah, because he's a rush edge. Like yeah. he's a he's a legit you're going to have so here's here's the difference, right? In a in a 3-3-5 you have nose tackle, 3 technique, 5 technique. In a 4-3 you have nose tackle, 3 technique, Five technique rush edge. He's gonna get to be the rush edge now. I'll let you guys handle the clay thing. You're yeah. doing your thing there. Um, but he's gonna get to play his natural position in a four-three defense in the NFL. And I think he's gonna be a terror in that position. That's good to hear. I mean, I, I know I, I saw Alec making some super clean cuts when he was running his routes. Yeah, that um, that was my problem with the guy that was like, I didn't expect Alec Pierce to to be a clean cut receiver. Well, then you haven't watched Alec right. Pierce. That's right. who he's always been. Sir. They just see the highlights, which is Sir. him. Like that, they just see the highlights, which is him running go routes and like making Tough catches time. over top of guys. Mm-hmm. But that's a dude that can run the entire route tree. If you didn't, if you weren't aware that Alec Pierce was a complete wide receiver, you if weren't. You paying don't attention. know now. You know he might. He might be. W- you know, up there in the upper echelon of intelligence in the NFL as well. So he's like, a, it's a pretty smart dude. Yeah. Like, pretty smart dude. Yeah, that helps. 
I would Good. say if you if you really want to like talk senior bowl, you know who's there? Luke. No. I mean he is. Well, yes. <laughs> but I'm not I don't think Luke is gonna Luke is gonna be in on campus tomorrow talking to me for a media session. So he's not gonna be at the senior bowl. I saw I saw the picture with Gino there. Yes, they're all there. They were all there today. Yeah. They're all okay. coming back to Cincinnati for a media day tomorrow. You know who's staying in, in Mobile? Pray do tell. Greg Pierce. Oh, friend oh. of the show. Edgar Edgar you. I know that guy. Yeah. So I if you wanna guy. if you wanna have a really good talk about somebody that saw everything at the senior bowl. As we'll be struggling for content next week to make a, a good show. <laughs> it might or behoove you for content. It might behoove you to have Greg Pierce back on the show, return appearance to talk about his observations live from the senior bowl. Well what's what's fun is I, I have actual relationships with with Greg Pierce, with Jerry and Beaver Sr. and Mike Sanders, my Jay's father. So have them all on. Have them all three on. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, maybe Ed, that's you're on mute, fucking man. mute. Maybe that's a sneak <laughs> peek of uh, next week. See if we can. I know. Sorry, my ears got blown out there. Get, get your life together, man. Oh, Come Clay on. says we can have some Reds content <laughs> next week. Clay's a hater right now, so bad. I don't know why he. I have no idea why. Congrats, Jeff and Ed, on the Bengals making the Super Bowl. Like I. Get out of Thanks, here, Clay. Clay. Aaron's chop liver. Clown. <laughs> Clay. Never, but, having, hey, never having Clay on again. A show with Myjay, yeah, Beavers, and Pierce's dad following mm -hmm. the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that'd be would huge. Would be a show that people would pay attention to. Got to figure well, out how to cigars hey, together on the show. Hey, they they pay attention to our show anyway. I got to figure out how to get a hold of Mike. I'm talking about people. Uh, I know what you're talking watching about. Watching the show, they of course those guys. Look, there's no more loyal listener to every piece of content that comes out than Mike Sanders. Saunders, Sanders. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get a hold of that guy. I'll take care of it. I, I know. I know you. Uh, you know you tout Ed as the best producer in the city, but there's nobody better. No, than no. Me. I, I tout Ed as the self-proclaimed best producer in the city. I'm sorry. Who put that? Ed, who put that edit in the audio about 30 seconds before we went on air? Like I said, self-proclaimed best producer in the city. Good work, Ed. Thank you. Ed, you all weren't right. the one that contacted me about getting all the Bearcat Journal pictures. That yeah. wasn't me, no. No, I know it was Jeff. Well, see, <laughs> I'm I'm working on a video too, but I have to wait until it's summertime, and I can't talk about my video I'm creating because then Aaron's gonna make a bunch of freaking accusations. So. I can't. <laughs> Never. Try Jeff, how did how did how did it go nice going through one? the uh, the Bearcat oh, Journal? I'm still going through the vault. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures in there. There are, and they're it's great. It's good it, when it, when this gets when I when I finish this up, it's gonna be good. That's a sneak peek. Hopefully, that we can throw out. There's a lot of like uh, uh, like stuff I've oh. never put out there of like guys at like higher ground and. Oh, there's a know. lot of good stuff in there. There's it's uh it's deep. It's a deep vault. It's a deep vault. 
All right, I dropped my bum of the week earlier this evening. Uh, do you guys have anybody else you want to contribute to bum of the week, or did I pretty much cover it with the Kansas City Chiefs just being assholes? My bum yeah. of the week is is Aaron not understanding the difference between a junior and a senior. Anyway, I mean, I was gonna. <laughs> I, I, my bum of the week's now Clay for being an uh, asshole in the comments. Uh, I was. I was I was kind of a little bit uh, a little disappointed in, in, in Tyron Matthews' comments after the game and be like, you know, the best team doesn't always win. Like, you know, we're going home, but we're still the best team. And like, hey, this is what Luke Fickle talked about all year, Jeff. This is what nobody has pointed out. It's not always the team that win that the best team. It's the team that plays the best. If you're not the team that plays the best, shut the fuck up. The year, the year, the, and I'm not I'm not here for anybody else. There, there, there are two fan bases left that I will listen to, the Bengals and the Rams. If you are, and, but guess what? If you want to, you Eli know, say Apple. that you, if if and Eli Apple, if you want to, if you want to say that you're now a Bengals fan and you want to join Houday Nation, like now is the time. We're welcoming you aboard, and you can cheer for us. And if you have to go back to your team at the start of next year, that's fine. Um, I think you'll find Houday Nation to be one that you want to stick around and. uh you know, rock the orange and black. One of the years that, that Eli Manning won a Super Bowl, the Giants were not the best team. Let's be all right. the way real. No, both years. Nine, nine, I, well, I'm specifically talking about the I'm nine and seven year that they, they were won. nine and seven. And guys, weren't they nine and seven Manning, both brother. years? Was it both? Just they, don't were, be they, salty. Were, they were not, they were not great both years. My, my point though hot. is it's not always, especially in the Super Bowl, it's not always the best team that wins. It's who's hot at the right time. So, and I'll, I'll just give this message to Clay. You don't want us to talk about the Reds next week, bro. That's not that, that's not the smoke you want. In, in light of not not getting a CBA. In light of the Bearcats going to the college football playoffs, the Bengals playing for a Super Bowl. He's a Michigan State fan. It's it's he's a Michigan State fan. This is look. Look, there's going to be plenty of time to talk about the Reds. Next week is not the week you want that to happen. <laughs> like, that, that is not next week. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. All right. We're going to have plenty of time. Dance, dancing all right. We, we've entered the realm where Ed's just throwing everything up here now. We're about two seconds away from DJ. There it is. There Already, it is. I saw it coming. All right. Ed, Ed, you got 60 seconds. I know you did your homework this week. You got 60 seconds. Are you ready? Yeah, just real quick, though, before I do it, um, this week we did on WWE because I found out they were in Cincinnati last night. Okay, fact, fair you enough. just found that out, even though you <laughs> some wrestling guy you are. You got 60 seconds, and your time starts now. All right, we start off with Carmella versus Bianca Belair. Uh, these two look like they got their outfits at Pure Raymance before this fight, Cincinnati reference. Oh, great, there's a perfect in the – jersey in the crowd these ladies voices are more annoying than patrick mahomes fiance uh why is carmella wearing a mankind mask this announcer is trying to be like jerry the king lawler but he can't puppies uh oh shit the graphic just said that ronda rousey is back and then bianca won uh this motherfucker just said that the Bengals are going to lose the super bowl i want to fight him Look, WWE, I don't like the extra uh, entrance graphics. Can we please just stick to a Jumbotron and hella hype music? Okay, now the announcer is shitting on Skyline. That's strike two, WWE. Then we went to Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles looks like he could be part of the Foo Fighters. I bet that mask stinks. Uh, if they hang 
If they hang any more lights from the beams of the ceiling at Heritage Bank Arena, it will collapse. That place is a shithole. Speaking of old Ric Flair, I heard he's getting a divorce today. Um, Ray just slid his his stomach across the ring. That has time. Damn it. I was waiting to see if you got the strike three and stopped watching. That was that was what I was actually waiting for. Yeah, that was actually uh, right after the Ronda Rousey uh, came did, out. Did you hit strike three? Yeah, they took another shot at Cincinnati, um, and I said they, strike three. I'll, I'll give you permission. How'd they do it the third time? Uh, they basically said, uh, "Who wants to be in this hellhole of a city?" Basically, we're not we're not Cleveland. We're Cincinnati. Yeah, just saying. Not the I tried to put as many Cincinnati references in this one as I could. Not the armpit of Ohio. You but... left out Lord Crew, Chug Skyline Chili. I talked about it earlier. I know, but you left it out in this. That All right. Special segment. Well, that has been two hours, 15 minutes. We are going to get you out of here. It was part of the punctuation. Again, thank you to Bangalorean making some time for us tonight. As always, Chad can't help himself and has to hop in on our podcast. We love you, Chad. We wouldn't know what to do without you half the time. Uh, but for the self-proclaimed best producer in the city ed mayhall for jeff howell for chad brendel i'm aaron smith this was another episode of part of the punctuation two weeks two weeks we will have post super bowl coverage next week we may very well have some post received senior bowl coverage with one two maybe three different parents Let's go have a round table of parents talking about the the senior bowl let's go Pardon the punctuation. Again, we out. What?